Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 <laughs> Let's go, stinking genius. Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready for some football. Let's go. We've let's had go. football weekend. We got one more game tomorrow night. So want, Now, let's get going now, would you please? No preseason anymore? I'm done with it. You know, th- did I see that Pete Carroll said he was going to play his starters next week? I, did I'm he totally really? lost. Yeah, he said that, and um, I think Denver said they were going to play some of their starters. So I, I don't even know what to expect next week. I don't know what the heck is going on anymore. Well, uh, a quick glance, you probably need to drop the preseason as the free season tag. because well, I'm the one that said take the unders in all the games. How am I doing? Well, this was not the Saturday or Sunday to probably go that direction, but I just pulled up your picks from Friday night. Oh, they're and horrible. I don't know if you. Well, yes. So you got to drop this. The preseason is not the free season. You're horrible, I'm like three and nine or something like that. I think it's worse than that. Well, like I, I get a push for San Francisco. I laid five. Don't cheat me out of a push. <laughs> Gosh, what's wrong take, with you? Take your push. You got it when you got it. But, but, hey, but when I do bad in the preseason, that usually means I do fantastic in the oh, regular okay. season. Okay. All right. So you're taking the preseason, yeah. and you're kind of treating the preseason like, I don't know, the Bears, right? Where it doesn't matter that you're getting your head kicked in. All yeah. is right with the future, so you're good to go. The regular season is the free season. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got. Did I show. tell you I picked the Dolphins in Tampa for the Super Bowl, or or do we have to hold odds for that till the end of the show? No, no, no. I'm, I'm. I, you. Can we just talk about our weekend together? Yeah. Because <laughs> we get we get a chance to do the show every Sunday night. Yes. And every now and then, if if you choose me over Aaron, which yes. very rarely happens, very rarely, I very get a rarely. chance to fill in with you during the week. Right. So you and I are filling in for uh, Jason Smith and Mike Harmon on what we filled in on Friday night. And we'll fill in next Friday night, too, I believe, right? Is that right? I think so, yes. I think so. And I don't know. They were having some issues getting Arnie connected. So I'm like, okay, let's just go with the first topic that we went with. And legitimately, you 
you you finally got connected at the perfect time. And instead of just rolling with me, it's like Dolphins to the Super Bowl. They hadn't even played their game yet, Arnie. And- I was all, I was all pumped up after seeing uh, after seeing what Tua did. I'm like, this is it, man. It's Tua time. It's Tua time. Are you doing a 180 on him? You wanted him gone at the end of last year, so we kissed and made up. We're ready uh, to roll. Hey, you know what? There's. It's okay to change your opinion. Just don't do it every other week. Like wow. So like I mentioned, we do have a very big show for you tonight. We are going to preview, arguably, one of the most competitive divisions in the National Football League this year. Definitely. In the NFC West, uh, which means next week we'll preview the AFC West, which I might take off because all Arnie will do is talk about how bad the Raiders are going to be. But we'll preview the NFC West. Arnie, um, I'll give you an opportunity on the AFC North just to chime in because, again, you were out last week and I missed you. We missed you on the AFC North preview, so we'll get that coming up a little bit later on in the program. Jason Hirshhorn. Will join us coming up at the bottom, oh, actually in our next segment yeah. here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason's become one of our NFL insiders here with Arnie Plank on Fox Sports Radio. And then I think we're going to get Todd Furman tonight. Uh, we'll talk NFL with Todd Furman. Thank you very much. And a, and a whole new crew. A whole new crew. I guess Arnie gave everyone the night off tonight, right? I gave Robert- the Sager the night off. I was tired of hearing him whine that I would never give him the night off. I said, fine, you got tonight off. I don't want to hear it anymore from you. The Sager's probably hearing this as he's sitting in traffic after the Chargers game. Well, right that's now. too bad. Um, but uh, Robert Guerra is in birthday week for Robert. Happy birthday. You hear him on the odd. Thanks, brother. And of course, straight fire. He, uh, I don't know. I, I hate to say fill in, but is that kind of the best way to put it, RG? Fill in whenever Jason McIntyre. Sure, out? you'd say that. Okay, I could say that. Bobo. Bobo is on the wheels of steel, and everyone's feeling a little bit better in Dallas. After watching Dak throw in warm-ups last night, right, Bobo? A little bit better? A little, little better? We lost the game. I, don't, I like how I, don't I like how wins and losses still matter in the preseason of Bobo. He's just like me. I just, dude, a win is a win. A victory is a victory. A loss is a loss. I mean, who am I, Arnie? Like, come on, man. I'm not wow. the Arizona Wildcats. <laughs> I wanted and, to take Dallas to go to the Super Bowl this year, but I backed off that. I don't want you to touch anything yeah. with my team. Can one so year, one year, Arnie, one year. can you pick yeah. all your teams to go to the finals. I picked the Dolphins. I got the Dolphins going. So that means you got the Knicks going to the Super Bowl. I mean, to the Super Bowl. To the uh, NBA, finals. NBA Finals. I said Super Bowl. This, oh, my God. He's, I'm shutting up. Because Arnie has a team in every single league. Uh, he's got like an AFC and an NFC team in the NFL. He's got like an Eastern and Western team in the NBA. I wouldn't be surprised if you've got, I don't even know the names of divisions anymore in the NHL, but you probably have a team in each division there, right? You always like the Norris division. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. I, I feel, I feel good. I feel better than ever about the Dolphins this year. I feel better than ever about Tua. I just, uh, they're going to win the division. The the Patriots are going to be good this year. We'll see how good the bills are. The jets are going to be absolutely dreck. Um, matter of fact, I think the Dolphins just clinched that division. We'll have to double check that. I, uh, hey, Robert, you know, I, I know you don't get to hang out with us very much. This is every single show. So I'm just letting you know right now, if you're filling in tonight, this is about how every single show starts in the preseason. So when they beat the Patriots the first week of the regular season, then you'll shut up pretty quickly. No, then you'll come no, on and go, because the, wow, look at the you. The Jaguars were 1-0 yeah. last year. The Jaguars mm-hmm. were 1-0 last year. Uh, first uh, first tweet into the show is from my man Rob who writes, tell Arnie 2 is garbage. Well, there you go. Wow. I mean, look, hey, you know who else looked good in the preseason? Nathan Peterman. You know who else looked good in the preseason? Bryce Perkins. Look great. Let's go ahead and give two of that crown, baby. You're, wow. Hey, you won, you won your preseason game, Arnie. Good. 
Let's go. Let's go. Your uh, Raiders are 2-0, and too. Should I be celebrating like you are right now? Let's go. Okay, then I don't Kevin. want you to bring up any of the preseason games. Don't talk about it. Move on, right? Is that what you want me to say? No, no, no. I'm just – I kind of put them in a little perspective. You – we've been doing this show long enough, gents. Ten where years. When Chip, where, when Chip Kelly was the head coach, um, I want to say at Philadelphia – and they started the preseason, I think, like 3-0, and maybe 4-0. Yeah, you yeah. literally said you thought they might go 16-0. and And from that moment on, I think that was where I thought, boy, um, Arnie might be crazy. But Can you that prove that? Vein, Unless you could prove that. So <laughs> I, I think you bulk up every tape that's out there. And our <laughs> man Kevin Figures is in an update tonight. He and I both popping bottles last night after the Raiders knocked off the Rams in SoFi Stadium. The real Los Angeles football team taking home a dub last night. Anyway, uh, I was celebrating quite hard, Arnie, because look Nathan, how you, I was look right how there with you, you Chris. Yeah. That's right. Preseason means everything. Come on. It's all. It's, it's everything. <laughs> and I think I've gone to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. And I think I've figured out Arnie's strategy. If you just bet $1 on every team in every league, you can always say that you won at the end. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you always say, hey, I was right. One, a team the, that I picked won the championship. The, the Empress has checked in on Twitter, too. She writes, if the over-under on stinking genius saying Tua needs to go is four weeks, I'm taking the under. Wow. Bobo, let's, if we set the over-under on Arnie saying this Tua guy needs to go, we need a tank for Sam Howell or Spencer Rattler or whomever, would you set it, Bobo, at four weeks or, like, do we have to put a hook in there, like three and a half maybe? Because you turned pretty quick on him last year when he got into the game. Second you really week. Did. Second week Ooh, of the week season. Two. All right, second so week the of the season. Empress. That's the under. If he he's throws, already looking like I thought he was going to look last year. He if, just looks phenomenal. If he throws an interception in game one, it'll be the end of game one. But if not, he already said my preseason second. Hall of Fame is what he's already in. <laughs> you know, the preseason Hall of Fame is starting to fill up this preseason. Oh, yeah. Well, there's plenty of room. We, we might have to kick out, though, Trey Lance and Justin Fields. Have you ever booted anyone from your preseason Hall of no, Fame? No, but I'm, I would keep Trey Lance in there. He got off to a rough start, but he, he, uh, he earned his way back in there, no doubt. All right. Well, I mean, do you not take into consideration whom he was playing against whenever he turned things around? No, that is no consideration whatsoever. <laughs> that doesn't matter at all. No, not, none I, whatsoever. You know what I think tomorrow night is going to be a night when people are going to lose their minds over someone. And I think it's going to make you very happy. You know why? Why? Because I think Trevor Lawrence is going to play a lot tomorrow night. I think the Jaguars are going to smoke the Saints. And I think you're going to be crowing like crazy about how Jacksonville is going to hit that over win total. I think tomorrow night is going to be an absolute whitewashing. No team outside of the Bears in the first half yesterday has looked worse in the preseason than the New Orleans Saints. And they've only played one game so far. (laughs) And what, six turnovers in the one game and 10 penalties, Arnie. So prepare to celebrate tomorrow night, too. You already have your... uh, Trevor Lawrence in your nine pass Hall of Fame. So he I'm might go try- into your two game Hall of Fame. I'm just trying to keep up which games are important or not. Preseason's not important with Tua, but when it comes to the Raiders, it's important. When it comes to the Saints, it's important. Arnie, we're being sarcastic. But when it comes to the Jacksonville, it's not. Yeah. We're, we're being sarcastic. Nathan <laughs> Peterman was the starting quarterback. There was only one starter he, on their offense he, who suited he, up. So we're Peterman's being sarcastic. Like, Peter, Peterman's like oh, in the Hall of Fame of preseason. I want you to know that. Oh, he is? I don't remember oh, yeah. anything before he put on the silver and black. Yeah, That's no, he's all had, I, I think he has a, a real good preseason history. i got to double-check that, though. I guess the point that we're bringing up here is you've done this before. Yeah. So 
I mean, you're kind of like an addict when it comes to falling for every quarterback <laughs> with the Dolphins. So I'm trying to do what I can to help you. And you know what? You, you, you might even be a Tua addict because we did this last year and you yeah. did this in college. And I don't know if I've ever seen you happier than when Tua ended up on the Dolphins only to have you basically want him cut and you wanted to tank for Trevor Lawrence at one point last year. So I, I, now I, you're I, back look, on. I did have tears of joy when we got to it, no doubt about that. And I, I, now I'm going to really realize um, why I had tears of joy. This is going to be the golden okay. year. This this is all coming together for the Dolphins this year. When you say you need to determine when preseason matters, here's what matters. Did you stay healthy? Did you look competent? There you go. Did your team stay healthy? You're the Jets? No, you lost three or four guys. Raiders lost a couple guys. Ravens lost their starting middle linebacker, even though Baltimore hasn't lost a preseason game since, what, 2015, right? But they lost their middle linebacker who started 16 games for them last year. So that sucks. But I'm not going to get too carried away by anyone's performance. We're going to talk about it. We're going to debate it. We're going to have fun with it. But I'm not sitting here buying the jersey based off two performances in the preseason. Well, if that's true, then how can we keep counting how many games the Ravens win in a row in preseason? Because people gamble, Arnie. That's why. <laughs> are Are you really going to fight this fight tonight about no, trying no, no, to no. elevate just, to a try, Dragon Slayer? I like this because I'm the, I'm nominating Mitch Trubisky for the preseason Hall of Fame. So there you go. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. So he's certainly root for him. Well, and, and not only Trubisky for the Hall of Fame. But holy smokes, man, what what a wild week it was for the city of Chicago because the White Sox are rolling, CM Punk comes back. I know you don't know what that means, Arnie. No, and no, then no, lo and no. behold, you're, you're all excited to watch Justin Fields play, and they keep cramming Andy Dalton down your throat. I, <sighs> I just I don't know what it's Matt Nagy is doing. It's my, my time. time. Gosh. All right. Well, listen, we don't have a ton of time here at the end By of the way, first that bo- Can I just say something that bothered me about Justin Fields? It said, you got to stop booing Andy because it won't make him play well. You know what? If I was Justin Fields and, and, and I heard Andy Dalton say, it's my time, I'd say, yeah, it's your time to retire, old man. This is my team. That's what I would have said. How would you handle that then if Robert Garris sitting in tonight would say, Arnie, you've been here a long time. It's your time to retire, old man. I'm sitting and I'm taking over. Arnie went to school with Jesus. Wow. <laughs> I'd do a karate chop to his throat is what I would do. <laughs> See, there you go. So, yeah. I mean, it's a little different feel, but I'm just saying, you, why do you expect Dalton to back down? I blame Nagy for all of this. He's the dope. Do you know how many games Andy Dalton has played? And you want to oh, – the thing I like about Andy Dalton is he's comfortable in his skin. Yeah. I think we're all comfortable in our skin, but – there comes a point when your home crowd is booing you off the field where maybe the best thing to do is to get him out of a meaningless preseason game. I mean, do they want to wait for him to burn a fourth-string corner in order to make him feel good about himself? Dude, Artie, that was a disaster on Saturday for the Bears. And listen, you can try to put things in perspective, but what did I say are the two rules? Stay healthy and look competent. Did the Bears look like a competent football team on Saturday? No, and, and when you look at competent and then you look at competent to Mitch Trubisky, oh, which is what gosh. he did, oh, my goodness. That, that There should be some penalty for that, you know? Oh, I, I could not agree more. Well, we like to play the game after two weeks of the preseason. We oh. know this. Oh, and and we, we'll we, we know it. plenty. We know plenty. Are, will you just get all 
all your Tua stuff out of the way. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> After two weeks, you know. The, How the much Dolphins can I get on him being the MVP of the season? I got to double check that. I, I, I'm sure you could bet quite a bit. And yes. uh, get. we'll ask Todd Furman about it coming up next hour. But when we come back, Jason Hirshhorn will join us. Jason yeah. covers the NFL from just about every perspective. We can talk about every team, I, and we'll dive. What well, do you need? I was going to go to break. You want to add something? No, else? I, I, just a small little note that you're not going to be happy about. I know it's not our league, but um, the Canadian Football League, uh, the Argonauts and Edmonton canceled their game because of COVID issues. Here we go all over again. I mean, geez, I, that's the last thing I want to start seeing so early in, in their season too. You know, it's going to happen. Just prepare yourself in 2021. It's going to happen. We'll talk to Jason Hershorn next on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's Arnie and Plank brought to you by Discover, who matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S., that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. With the stinking genius Arnie Spanier, I'm Chris Plank. We're joined by Jason Hirschhorn, SB Nation, all over the place when it comes to the NFL, at by underscore JBH. It was funny, Jason, speaking of just your Twitter handle, I went looking for the Twitter handle Chris Plank. And it was owned by some dude that hasn't tweeted since 2015. <laughs> at, at by JBH is someone who hasn't tweeted since 2011. So I think we can get it if you want me to go fight for it. It's up to you. I'm ready to go. Let me formally deputize you for that exact task. You're on this now. 
got it. I just there's sometimes where you're looking like no one wants to have the underscore, but by underscore JBH, go find Jason Hirschhorn on Twitter. Okay. Arnie and I have this this kind of topic that we use throughout the entire NFL season and it carries over into the preseason. After two preseason games, we've learned blank. Now, Arnie already has Miami in the Super Bowl, but I don't think he needed a good preseason to do that. But let's stick there with Tua. After two preseason games, how hyped should Dolphin fans be about what they're seeing from Tua? I mean, it's certainly a situation where the offense, with that new setup with the multiple offensive coordinators, seems like it's working better than what they had either of the past two years. Obviously, Tua was not there two years ago, but this has been an ongoing thing for head coach Brian Flores. So that is positive. That is an infrastructural thing that presumably will benefit Tua the rest of this year and you know, maybe beyond that. That said, I don't know how excited anyone should be, not just about Tua, about any quarterback who's young, whether they're a rookie or a second-year player like Tua. There's just so much more that we need to see. The defenses are not game-planning for Tua or the Dolphins offense. That's such a critical part of this evaluation. So while there's certainly reasons for optimism, I think they all have to be checked because those critical things change once week one arrives. Well, Jason, you're watching these preseason games. What are you looking for if the games really don't mean much? And yeah, we got to pump the brakes on the quarterbacks and all the play and this, that, and the other. What are we watching for them? Well, I think there's a lot of individual things that you can look out for that sometimes are an individual player, but in other cases are like a unit. So offensive line play is a good example of this. How well is a unit gelling? Because almost every year new pieces are coming in and older pieces have gone out. Uh, you can look at this from like a new scheme standpoint. We're looking at offense as a whole. When new coordinators come in or a new head coach comes in, does it look fluid? I mean, we've looked at the Jets not just this week, but in past weeks with Zach Wilson. You know, it's not like this is, you know, the greatest show on turf, but it looks cohesive. We can see how the run game is married to the passing game and how all these things really work well together, even with a young quarterback. I think that those sort of things are useful takeaways, but not necessarily an individual player's dominant. I think a lot of times that can prove misleading. I mean, think back to when. You know, Mitch Trubisky lit it up in his first preseason action and then ultimately, you know, <laughs> turned out to have a somewhat forgettable four years with the Chicago Bears. Wow. How impressive was that, though, from Trubisky this week? And I, oh. I, there was a little something extra, I think, in the game planning that the Bills did. But the other side of it, obviously, is what is more topical and more conversational, how disastrous it looked for the Chicago Bears. I mean, they just – listen, I, I don't know what's going on in Chicago, but it seems like it's pretty obvious they just need to go ahead and give the keys to Justin Fields, right? I, I don't know that it's obvious only because that Bears offensive line looks like it's going to be a real, real problem. As we mentioned earlier, sometimes you can gauge how well a unit is looking. Now, that's an undermanned unit. The guy who's supposed to start at left tackle, the second-round pick, Tevin Jenkins, is not going to be ready for week one. He just had surgery. We don't know how much time he's going to miss. They just signed Jason Peters to presumably hold down that position for some amount of time. But they don't even know if that's going to be the case. They have just so many moving parts there. The unit looks so catastrophic right now. And week one, they play the Los Angeles Rams and Aaron Donald. So do you want to put Justin Fields or any rookie quarterback behind an offensive line that can barely pass protect against, you know, number two's, 
on defense in the preseason and then say, okay, go block Aaron Donald and protect the franchise quarterback. Like for that reason, I can see them validly holding off a Justin Fields. But if it's just a pure question of who seems to be able to do more with that offense, I think it's already clear that Justin Fields, even with whatever inefficiencies he has in terms of being able to read defenses, again, he is a rookie quarterback, takes time for any rookie to adjust to that. I still think he offers that much more. And we have seen that in the preseason, even with minimal protection, even without playing with their number one receiver, he still makes more plays than Andy Dalton does. And ultimately, I think that's what's going to get him the starting job early in the year, even if it's not week one. Jason, what are your expectations for Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville? I, Chris and I argue about this. The over-under was five and a half wins. I think they got a possibility of going nine and eight this year. I think they've got high expectations. You got a Hall of Fame coach. You got a great quarterback. You've got some weapons. You've got two wins against the Texans. What are you expected from them? Normally, I would pour cold water on this, but you look at that division. (laughs) Look at what else is in that division. The Tennessee Titans have lost a lot from last year, and I know they added Julio Jones. It's a big name. Julio Jones, when healthy, is still a very good player. But losing your offensive coordinator when your head coach doesn't really come from that side of the ball makes a big difference. Arthur Smith basically found the best way to use Ryan Tannehill possible. Todd Dowling, the replacement as offensive coordinator, he was there. He was the tight ends coach the past few years. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be as effective of a play caller as Arthur Smith. And the last time we saw Todd Dowling as offensive coordinator with the then Oakland Raiders, it didn't look pretty. So we can't just assume that that offense is going to be as efficient as it was the last year and a half or the period of time that Tannehill took over. And if that unit regresses even 10%, that defense is going to be, based on what we saw last year and based on what we've seen thus far this year, especially if Bud Dupree is not totally ready to go in week one, or at least not totally himself, that unit may be just as atrocious as it ever was. So if you have a bad defense, an offense that regresses, that, that pretty much removes all of the wiggle room that they needed last year just to get into the playoffs as division champion. So then you look at the rest of that division, the Colts, if you know Carson Wentz was healthy and we had seen him play well in the preseason, I think that'd be a reason for optimism, but we don't know when he's coming back. And yeah. I know they've had some positive notes with, with Jacob Eason and to a lesser degree with, with uh, the, the former Texas quarterback, but that doesn't mean that's going to work in the regular season. And even if Wentz were to come back after missing, let's just say, two, three, maybe four games and plays well, that could be a diff- enough of a difference that they don't find themselves in a position to compete for a playoff spot, whether it's because of the division or because of the wild card. And you look at the rest of it. As you put it, the Houston Texans, I don't know, you can absolutely pencil them in for two wins, but it's, it's as close as you're going to get, right? So in that division, I'm not sure that there's an obvious front runner, even though we kind of think of the Colts and the Titans as being right there. And then you look at the Jags. You know, they, they obviously were not a good team last year. They had the number one overall pick for a reason. But there might not be a greater discrepancy between last year's quarterback situation and this year's as what we have with the Jags moving to Trevor Lawrence. You look at the receiving group, it is very, very deep and talented. The offensive line, it's not a group of world beaters, but it is competent. And that defense, I don't think it's going to be great, but it might be good enough that, yeah, five wins kind of makes sense for a team that barely, you know, they won one game last year in the first week of the season. But I think they can overshoot that. I, I don't know if they're going to be in the playoffs, but I don't know that they won't be because of all of those circumstances we just described. So yeah. I actually don't think this is crazy. I, I think that Trevor Lawrence, if he's even 85% of what is expected of him as a rookie, I think because of those circumstances, it is very possible for the Jags to make 
you know, maybe not our playoff run, but to be more competitive than I think they're being discussed right now. Yeah. Yes. So translation, Arnie, he's thinking about an over five. He's not <laughs> telling you nine and eight. Uh, because nine and eight, big boy. In, in, like, in like an hour to be like, Jason Hershorn told you. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's fat. And just a final thought, because Arnie doesn't care about coordinators, could not care less. I think there's a couple of very interesting coordinator moves, and you hit on one that I, I hadn't even thought about, right? Arthur Smith just re-imaged Ryan Tannehill and changed that whole offense. Now you're going with the dude in Todd Downing, and you're looking at that AFC South, where his only chance to be a play caller was an epic failure with arguably one of the more talented offenses that we had seen and at least a, a really good offensive line in Oakland. How worried should Titan fans be right now with that? I mean, I don't think that it's going to be an absolute disaster with Todd Dowling as the play caller, but I do think it is going to be a step back because it'd be extremely difficult for anybody sure. in his position to replicate what Arthur Smith did. So even if that regression is only, again, like 10, 15, 20%, which still means that Todd Dowling would be doing a decent job, that might be enough of a regression overall to keep that team out of the playoffs because that defense was bad last year. I don't think it's any more talented this year, even though they have a couple of nice pieces like you know Jeffrey Simmons, a couple other pieces in the front seven. I just don't think that they have as much wiggle room as it kind of feels like they do based off their record the last two years. And the fact they were in the AFC title game not that long ago. It's just you know that's just the nature of it. If, if Ryan Tannehill's weaknesses are not covered up by the play calling the way that they were under Arthur Smith. That might be enough right there. Like, there's just so many ways that that team, despite its recent records, could, you know, fall, not fall from that completely, but fall out of the playoff picture. It's just, again, the margins are so small in the NFL, and Arthur Smith did such a spectacular job. It is almost unfair to expect Todd Dowling or anyone in that position to replicate it. And let's remember, too, 10 win team didn't make the playoffs in the AFC last year. Jason, yep. uh, great stuff, man. We always appreciate your time. Follow him on Twitter at by underscore JBH, and we'll talk to you again soon, bud. Thanks, Jason. All right, you guys take care. See you. And I'm working on getting rid of the underscore for him. At by JBH, <laughs> I'll make it happen. All right, uh, listen, we got a lot to get to. Your tweets are rolling in. It's Stinking Genius One. I'm at Plank Show. We'll start giving you a little sampling of what we learned or what we know heading yeah. into week three of the preseason. But first, Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Here on Fox Sports Radio, a Sunday night, Arnie and Plank. We've got your tweets rolling in at Stinking Genius One. I'm at Plank Show. Todd Furman coming up next hour, our NFC West preview in hour number three. Um, so let's go. Two weeks. The preseason, one game lingering tomorrow night, Monday Night Football, the Jaguars and the Saints. But, Arnie, after two weeks, I know blank about the NFL heading into week three. 
I know this. The Philadelphia Eagles may be the worst team, if not they're one of the three worst teams in the NFL. They're just putrid. I don't. I know Jalen Hurts didn't play, but they're just a miserable team as the Patriots aren't even that good. They're just going to get trounced every week. I'm going to take all my money and bet against the Eagles every week because they're just disgusting. And Again, you ever see the team go faster from grace from a Super Bowl, what, two, three years ago to going to be a three-win team this year? Disgusting. They're horrible. So, now again, I don't necessarily disagree that Philly's not good, but do you think you might be overacting a little bit to a preseason game when it comes to the Eagles? No, well, I thought they, they were going to be bad anyway, but I, oh, just okay. my, my hunch is now true after seeing that game. Um, interestingly enough, I'm, uh, I'm kind of sticking with that game, and I came away thinking that we can add another rookie that's going to compete to start for the, for the season opener. I've, Kyle Shanahan, and you just heard this in Kevin's update. Yes. Kyle Shanahan has been consistent since well, well, well early in the preseason. In, in camp. This is not a quarterback competition. Jimmy G's our starter. No, no competition. Well, you know, Trey Lance did not start well tonight whenever he was with the first team, but once they started bringing in the scrubs, he played really well. Uh, Lawrence Finch with a couple of touchdown passes, only took two sacks and was picked off once, but did get two series with the starting O-line, right? Because Garoppolo got the first and third series. Lance got the second and fourth. So, obviously, the, the the Trey Lance saga looks to be one that's kind of mushrooming into him having the opportunity to start in the season opener. But, Arnie, I would say that kind of the way that things are coming out of Patriots camp, I'm starting to think Mac Jones has that chance, too. Am I crazy? I w- look, I think Mac Jones should be the starter. That, that That's in my mind. But I think when it's all uh, said and done – Cam's going to be the starter, and there's a couple reasons for that. One, um, Cam's looked pretty good. So it, I think they've been equal between the two of them, but Cam's looked good also. So that's why he'll get the start. Two, Tampa's coming into town week four with Tom Brady. And I don't think Bill Belichick wants Mac Jones starting any games leading up to that fourth week. Now, if the Patriots get off to a bad start after week four, they can put in Mac Jones so they don't have to worry about Tom Brady. By the way, if I'm Tom Brady coming back for that fourth game, I, I wear my Super Bowl ring out of the tunnel and I put on my middle finger and I introduce it to the fans going yeah and and see how they like that I wouldn't that be great if he did something like that by the way I would love that does he have ill will towards New England is there any reason he would do that he should after getting bounced off the team like that by Belichick and Kraft um all right well you got any more because I got one I got well tons more go ahead go ahead I will go back and forth go ahead okay um here's one more that I I think I know. So I'm, I'm kind of hedging my bet right here, Arnie. Um, I, I honestly think, after watching last night, that two backup quarterbacks might have a chance in this league. Ooh. I, think, I think what I saw after two weeks of the preseason, I think Nathan Peterman and Bryce Perkins have a chance to, to be, not necessarily stars, but be good quarterbacks in situations where teams might be vying for a good backup. Now, I know Perkins is in a battle with Duck Hodges for the backup quarterback job with the Rams. The Raiders' backup quarterback is pretty set with Marcus Mariota. So I'm not sitting here trying to tell you that either one of those guys are going to set the world on fire. But, you know, Matt Stafford is a guy that is he's pretty consistent, right? He doesn't get hurt very often. But if he does, I think the Rams will 
I think they'll, they weren't going to play Bryce Perkins the whole game last night, Arnie. They right. played him the whole damn game. They never even brought in Duck Hodges. The Raiders played Nathan Peterman the whole game. He's played every snap at one of the preseason for the Raiders. I think they both have a shot to make a roster and – if they get an opportunity, have some success in the NFL. Now, that's me getting very over my skis because yeah, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, way too much. Mitch yeah, Trubisky. Yeah. You're putting the Dolphins in the Super Bowl off a quarter from. Well, that was going to be my next low. one. So can you? So I don't think you can tell anyone yeah. that they're getting too carried away. Yeah. But I think in, in Bryce Perkins, in Nathan Peterman, and in Mitch Trubisky, you're seeing some guys that are that are showing. Hey, if necessary, we can step in and make some plays for our team. Um, I do believe with Peterman, I do agree with you there, matter of fact, because he's been around the while anyway, so he's bounced around from a he's few teams. He's played in a so, playoff game. Yeah, so I, I think he's going to be good. Um, one thing I learned after two weeks of the uh, of the preseason, um, and yes, it does have to do with my Dolphins, they've got an offense. Oh, yes, they've got an offense. I feel like Dan Marino's back there uh, giving it up to Duper and Clayton. Um, by the way, tell me you don't love Waddle and what that guy is going to do. I just, I just love everything about this offense. We're Finally going to score more than 30 points a game. We have a great defense. We have an average division. I mean, it's like it's a perfect storm, Chris. It's it's the stars are all aligned for Tua and the Dolphins this year. There's no excuses this year. I'm I'm getting teary-eyed right now. It's been so long, um, but this is it. I, I feel great. I just, oh, my goodness, I feel great. You know, it's okay to have tempered expectations, right? No, no, it is not. What is wrong with you? It's okay to say, I think we'll be a pretty good team. You've got Miami going to the Super Bowl. You're yeah, nothing wrong with up, that. I think there's a lot wrong with that right now. Arnie. Nothing wrong with I that. I love Jalen Waddle too, but what, what happened to him last night? He is yeah, hurt. He's a, little, he's a little undersized sometimes. Right. And w- this great offense. Oh, brings tears well, to my eyes. Okay. Well, you named Jalen Waddle. And you use a Dan Marino. By the way. By the way, so we have the best backup quarterback in football. In Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett. Brissett. Eight out of 800 yards. So, Lou Riley sent me the note that both of your backup quarterbacks were perfect last night. Yeah. Brissett was eight of eight, and whoever they brought in as the third string was was yeah. two for two. But, hey, Waddle's got to stay healthy. And, I mean, he's a he's an absolutely electric playmaker. Oh. But, I'm, but I'm glad you mentioned a Dan Marino comparison. Yeah. And I know we got to take a break. But I, I've watched way too much preseason football, right? Because the NFL Network, they re-air it throughout the week. I'm not going to watch yeah, the I Little told League you World Series that, yeah. ever, but I watch it nonstop. And I'll tell you what, kudos to all of the TV broadcasters that, that get an opportunity to do these games. You're all great, but holy smokes, man. I'm watching the Rams game last night. Our buddy Andrew Siciliano is comparing Bryce Perkins to Donovan McNabb. I'm watching I'm watching uh what was the game that was before it? Oh yeah, they were comparing at one point Justin Fields like Justin Fields, man, running around out there making plays. He very much reminds you of a Mahomes type player. I'm like I thought you say Bobby Douglas or something like no, that. No, 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 no. They went they went with Mahomes. I mean, can, can, can we calm down just a Mike little Abilini. bit in these comparisons? Right. <laughs> We're trying to elevate guys to the Hall of Fame based off one or two plays, but here we are. All right, when we come back, we'll hit your tweets. We'll continue to dive into what we know after week two and Todd Furman right around the corner with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. 
Dude, you realize next Saturday yeah. is the first week in a college football, right? Not really. There's like five games, and, and four of them are like Here garbage, and one's average. Here we go. If Arizona was playing in week zero, it'd be the biggest week ever. Same with Oklahoma. Come on, man. It's games that count. Illinois, Nebraska? Big I think red? That, yeah, that's going to be an upset, too. But, uh, you know, you're, you're trying to pump that up because that's the only game you could pump up, so stop it. UCLA and Hawaii? Against Hawaii, yeah. I saw well, that. Hawaii, well, you should enjoy them. They beat the snot out of your Wildcats every time. Wow, we get a revenge on everybody this year. I can't wait till Arizona-BYU. G- give yourself every, two years. That's a big game. Two, two, give you two years, and you might be okay. Kind of like what your wow. boy's doing in recruiting. But, again, I – Reset your expectations, Arnie. You won't be down so much. I don't like that. I thought we were getting rid of uh, week zero. What happened there? I thought we could just go to right to week to one this year. Well, I mean, technically they have. I mean, look, they've got four or five games that are in yeah, it. It's I mean, baloney. it's not like it's going to be anything too massive, but it's still good. still fun. I'm going to watch. Are you not going to watch? You got to watch well, your uh, law and order instead? No, I, you know, and by the way, my, my prediction is now that we're going to have the um, Oklahoma and Texas in the SEC. The SEC is barely going to play any big out-of-conference games, too. Maybe, you know, some neutral site games, but um, I believe the tough out-of-conference games, that's going to go by the wayside. Uh, that's what was so uh, enjoyable about college football, and I don't think we're going to have that that much more anymore. We just barely started getting them back, though. I mean, I don't <laughs> – It was there was the longest time where we didn't have any, and now we get them back. You're the Oklahoma guy. I tried to tell Torres yesterday, the Oklahoma-Nebraska games used to be – I mean, that was right oh, up huge. there with Michigan-Ohio State and USC and, and uh, UCLA and USC and um, Notre Dame and uh, Auburn-Alabama. They were like the biggest in the country right up there. Oh, no, you're absolutely right, and I wouldn't mind them playing again every single year. Let's do it. Let's go. Uh, You're going to play nine conference games whenever you get to the SEC. Maybe 10. Give me a non-conference game every year with Nebraska. Let me me tell you just how big it is. Let me tell you how massive this conversation is. So this year, week three, which is, let's see, it's like September 18th, is when Oklahoma plays Nebraska. So we're still just a little bit, what is today's date? A little less than a month away. You have a home opener the week before that. But, Arnie, do you know what we're talking about whenever we're, like, getting ready for the season and we're getting excited to prep and, and build things up for the fans? We're talking about the only Nebraska game. Now, it is the 50-year anniversary of the game, the Citri, which, by the way, is a game Oklahoma lost. But that's how big this is to revive this rivalry for two teams that haven't played on the gridiron since 2010. I know yeah, Nebraska back- stinks, but it's great. How did they get back? To- how did they pick this uh, series back up? You know what I mean? Josie picked up the phone. Joe Castiglione said, hey, you know, we've got a pretty significant date coming up in the history of these two teams in this great rivalry. What do you say we try to resume this uh, this series? I, Arnie, when Nebraska left the Big 12, there wasn't bad blood between Nebraska and Oklahoma. It seemed like there was. It, no, no, no. It was, it was all Texas and Nebraska. There wasn't ever anything between Oklahoma and Nebraska. The problem with Oklahoma and Nebraska was that in the Big 12, they split into two divisions, North and South, and they never played each other, right? Right. They would play each other every four years or something. So that's what kind of started the frustration. No, no, no. Bad blood wasn't with Oklahoma. Nebraska fans are great. I'm pumped that they get to play them this year. All right, you want to get a couple of tweets in here before everyone gets mad at me for talking uh, nothing but college football? Yeah, you get fired for that, but go ahead. I don't think I would get fired for talking college football, but okay. (laughs) Um, You can hit us up on Twitter at Stinking Genius One. That's Arnie. Uh, I'm at Plank Show. Randy is mad. At Randy K. Images writes, the guy you have on has no clue what he's talking about. The Titans will win the division. No? 
The offense isn't going to fall down at all. Best top five receiving core. Love guys throwing their opinion out when they haven't seen them. Hashtag no clue. Well, the show's okay. today, you know, so, you know, we have Well, and, and I'll add this. This is a conversation where Arnie taps out because, Arnie, how much do you care about offensive and defensive coordinators? Uh, very little. To me, it's, it's with the guys on the field, but, yeah. But, but – when you have here's here's why Randy Jason brought it up and it's something I hadn't thought of before until like this past week and I, right. I, in fact I didn't think of it until I was working with Bucky Brooks name drop yesterday right here on Fox Sports Radio you've lost Arthur Smith and Arthur has moved on to Atlanta and you have a defensive minded head coach you've brought in a guy in Todd Downing who's going to be your offensive play caller who hasn't necessarily had the most sterling reputation slash resume in the opportunities that he's had. So I don't think anyone's doubting the talent that they have. It's just, man, coordinators matter. Play callers matter. And they especially matter whenever it's not an offensive-minded head coach and it's a defensive-minded head coach who might say, all right, you got the offense, take care of it. I, I think that could end up being a problem. Would you rather have the talent or the play caller? Well, I'd rather Case have Case calls, thank you. I'd rather have both. Oh, but stop it. A play caller can take bad talent and put them in positions where they can make some plays, Arnie. Come on now. And you can it's, – it's funny. It's like one or the other. You, I mean, the Raiders had talent in 17 when Downing was their OC, and he screwed that up. So keep your thumbs up, Randy. I feel good about it. But, man, play callers matter regardless of how much Arnie dumps on him. Hour two is next. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Oh, let's roll into hour number two, Fox Sports Radio with Arnie and Plank. 
brought to you as always by Discover. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted in 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more. Discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. I think you and I should step down from doing the show and let David do the show. David who? David S. who on Twitter, but he said, uh, neither one of you have any idea what this year's versions of Nebraska is going to be. And then he wrote on to say what Nebraska is going to be. How does he know what Nebraska is going to be, but that we can't give our opinion what Nebraska is going to be this year? Um, I mean, maybe he's a fan. Maybe he's on <laughs> message boards. I don't know. But <laughs> I think I think Nebraska might be better. But if, bro, if you're wanting to talk trash and if you're happy with where Nebraska is right now, okay. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be. I'm a big Nebraska. I got a lot of friends now that work up in Nebraska, Arnie. They're they're fired up. They're excited. So I'm excited for them. I, Are you I allowed hope they to win. have friends in Nebraska when you sure. work in Oklahoma? Oh, come Absolutely. on. Absolutely. My, one of my best friends just took a job there, as no, a matter I, of fact. I went to Arizona, and if you took a job at Arizona State, we're no longer friends. Well, why? I mean, it's just... It's a rivalry, it's, Chris. It's, it's a rivalry. Too, it's two irrelevant programs. I mean, oh, what does wow. it matter? Wow. <laughs> but no, no, hold, hold on. I haven't seen this tweet yet. What did David write? Um... Uh, Let's see. Neither of you know what you're talking about this version. Much more talent. Finally, the OU-Nebraska rivalry has always been respectful, never hatred. That's is, David, Iowa basic skills test, listening. That's exactly what I just said. Is he not <laughs> listening to us? Is he not paying attention? I hope Nebraska's better. But, again, everyone's like, oh, this is, this is our year. And you know where that conversation is happening? In Austin, in Lincoln, Tucson. Um, not else? Tucson, oh, trust ta- me, not Tucson. Tallahassee, it's happening right now. In Durham, North Carolina, everyone right now, everyone right now is, oh, boy, you guys just keep disrespecting us. And by week four, you're like, this is horrible. This guy needs to go. Get him out of here. So, I mean, let talk your ass, man. Um, I think Nebraska is better than people are giving him credit for. I think they're going to beat Illinois in week zero. I think they're going to be looking pretty good heading into Norman in a couple of weeks. But, Bro, you're not where you want. I, this isn't that time to start trying to put people in their place, right? Put Start trying to put people in their place when you win a conference division or when you play in a Big Ten championship game. That's when you can come in here and start correcting us about where your program is, right? If you want to do it whenever you're coming off a three-win season, that's not Bre- Nebraska well, football, and you know it too. Well, th- that's why we won't hear from Michigan fans for a long, long time, right? I, I kind of miss them. Well, so. in, in Arbor, in Arbor too. Arnie, I, I am starting the we're back call of fame okay uh the inaugural inductee is texas welcome to the we're back hall of fame uh austin uh, texas longhorns congratulations oh not look look who's coming arnie another orange team tennessee welcome oh, wow. uh, tennessee. out of knoxville tennessee congrats welcome to the we're back oh don't look now this might make some guys in studio mad but here come the Trojans. USC is in the no, We're Back Hall of Fame. Take that back. Here Whoa, comes slow USC. Down. They're top and 15. Slow down. Is that where USC wants to be? Well, they're still top 15. Is that where USC wants to be? No, they'll move up, but they're still top 15. Don't act like they're like Michigan out of, out of the top 25. Um, mm, I'm sorry. If, if I'm sitting here getting carried away about my team being a – in a top 15 ranking right now. I don't think I'm doing college football right. Hey, don't look now, Arnie. Here comes Florida State. The Seminoles in the We're Back Hall of Fame. Boy, Welcome, Mike Norvell. Congratulations. Yeah. Good when, to see you. I never thought I would see Florida State and Michigan ranked behind Coastal Carolina and Louisiana. 
Oh, but here we are. Isn't it sad? It, it it's is literally, very sad. It's literally one of those situations where you sit around and you wonder, how could it go so wrong? Now, I again, RIP Bobby Bowden, maybe they waited a little bit too long. I don't know. Um, but you look at a place like Tennessee, Oof. I feel like every year, Arnie, I hear about Tennessee's recruiting class. There's not a single person who had a problem with Jim Harbaugh getting hired at Michigan when he got the job, right? It was a great hire. I mean, again, USC keeps letting all the great quarterbacks get out of California somehow. But, I mean, it maybe they're – well, hold on just a second, Arnie. I'm yeah. getting a clarification. Maybe USC might be the best position to actually get out of the Wearback Hall of Fame and start making their way back. How's that? That's Where fair can, enough. Fair I mean, enough. The Pac-12 is – you're talking about a forgotten conference – um, I mean, yeah, you have Oregon up there in USC, but other than that, barely you get Washington. People forget all about the Pac-12 coming into this year. Which is why they're forming an alliance. An alliance Thank with the goodness. Big Ten and the ACC. And you know what's going to happen in that alliance, Arnie? No, no what is that? No, nothing. I have no idea. As a matter of fact, it's been talked about for two weeks now in the college sports world, and apparently it's going to be announced in seven to ten days, and nobody knows what it looks like. But it's an alliance, by God. I figured they were just going to give us, like, all the conference winners, and somehow there'd be a fourth <laughs> one, and you get them all together in a semifinal, their own thing. I don't know. That's what I figured. What? Why would you want to do your own thing that doesn't include Alabama, Georgia? No, no. Then, then you have the winner getting the automatic, oh, okay, you know, okay. you know, I, going I on the back saying. to the playoff. Yeah, I, I see exactly yeah, what you're yeah. saying. Well, but all right, let's get a couple of tweets in here. The show still is focused on the world of the National Football League, which is very clearly in full swing as we count down to the final week of the preseason. Also, one more game in week two tomorrow night. Get our Monday night tune-up between Nolens and Jacksonville where everyone's going to lose their mind because the Jaguars are going to beat the snot out of him. Trevor wow. Lawrence is going to throw a couple touchdown passes, and Arnie's going to be texting me going, told you, or tweeting at me and letting me know how they're going to hit the road. I told you. I think Jacksonville going to go nine, and I can't wait. I'm more excited about the NFL than college, and usually it's the other way around for me. I don't know well, why. I, you're an Arizona fan. That's why. I don't here's, care. Here's a couple of tweets. George writes, Arnie, you need to produce some two-a-days shirts. Two-a-days? Get it? You can go two-day, two-a-days, two-a-days? No, yeah, not doing anything I'm going to pass on those. Yeah, sorry, George. Right. There was tank for two-a shirts that you tried to make uh, that didn't necessarily go over so well. Uh, Mr. Duck writes, Arnie should put down the moonshine before doing his hot takes on two-a. Wow. Do people actually forget about how much they love Tua coming out of college and now all of a sudden we're throwing him to, we're throwing him to the wolves based on one half of a season coming off a busted hip who, who even knows he should have been playing Are you looking at and other injuries. My goodness. Are you looking in a mirror? <laughs> I was going to say. Because I wow. swear to you, that's all you said last, last year. year. You were Literally everything that you just said. You know what, Chris, I'm starting to think Arnie has a notebook and he takes notes and he just goes back and like, oh, let me say the exact opposite of what I <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you, I, I've started, you know, uh, there's these certain things you can call. It's called weed that wipes out your memory. Wow. I feel like I need some of that or maybe Arnie's on it because I've got to quit remembering all these takes that you have. I've got to like get the what's a men in black, that little eye thing they had where they could wipe out your memory because you'll throw out these things. And you said just the exact opposite maybe a year ago. I'm with but you have notebooks that you keep and you just go uh, opposite world. Have a memory like an elephant. 
<laughs> couple of other tweets here. Uh, I plan on making a lot of money this year, Jesse tweets at us. All I have to do is bet the opposite of Arnie. He's been horrible so far on predictions. Yeah, I've, I've been bad. I have to admit, I've been bad in the preseason, but that just means the regular season I'm going to be phenomenal. So I'm expecting like 70% or better in the uh, regular season. I, I haven't even gone over your picks from this weekend. Let's see. You did have the Bears, so that's a loss. I had, I had Cleveland minus five and a half against that's the Giants, so that's a loss. You took the Vikings, and uh, that's that was a loss. loss. I took, took Dallas, Dallas minus three and a half, that's so a loss. loss. But I took San Francisco minus five, so get a and push I, out of that. I don't have you taking San Francisco on Friday night whenever we did the show together. No, I, well, I, oh, I, I have took, you taking yeah. San Diego. And I had which, the Saints. Uh, well, I'll give that one at the end there. Yeah, so. You took San Diego, and that's a loss, right? Um, you you did take Pittsburgh. Now, uh, was Pittsburgh a win? I think Pittsburgh might have been a win. And No, uh, I had Steelers minus six and a half. That was a loss. They won by six. Oh, no. Uh, so, that's a, so you went one, two, three, four, five, six. You went one and six this week. I'm three and nine a, total. After a one and three week last week. That's two and nine on the season. I have three. I had Miami minus five. You didn't give me credit for that. When was that? I think I you always make, take Miami. I think you do. Here's what I think happens, Arnie. Do you remember back in the days when there would be the uh, there would be the 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 sports talk spots? And it would be some guy that's like, hey, this is Arnie Spanier, and you can call me right now, my 1-900 number, and I'm going to give you winners, winners, winners. And what would happen? Yeah. Sometimes you would call, and they would give you one pick, and then you could call a couple minutes later, and they'd give you the opposite, right? Are you hedging your bets between no, the God, Saturday and Sunday Come on, Sunday you know show? I can't do that. You know where I stand on my pick. Stop it. What's wrong with you? I don't know. You keep adding up a couple more wins, but one and six last week in the free season. I got to cheat to be three and nine? Is that what you're telling me? I, you're, you're questioning me? I unfortunately think that might might be the case. Gosh. <laughs> uh, Pac-12 man writes, or excuse me, Pac-12 football guru writes, uh, when you ask about the preseason, right, what do we know? Yeah. Pac-12 football guru writes, some rookies undeniably look good, and odds are they'll continue looking good. I remember home, Mahomes looking really good. Otherwise, I don't think there's any point in watching the preseason at all. What does that even mean? So you're just watching the quarterbacks? Is that what it is? And um, you're, 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 you're pointing to our point when you said that Mahomes looked good. Look at the quarterback that he turned into. Um, why are we even playing the damn games? And, and by the way, the Hall of Fame game uh, did some pretty good numbers. These, these preseason games all do pretty good numbers. Mm. And then there's this. Then there's this. Bob Green wins the tweet of the night. He writes, okay. I've learned that the preseason Texans have probably won more games than they will win this regular season. <laughs> They've won two games. What is their over-under win total right now? The over-under win total in the NFL currently for the Houston Texans. Let me see. I Last I saw, I thought it was like four and a half. No, it's four. It's four. Wow. I got to go under that. I, I would probably bet under that, no question, if I was a gambling man. But, uh, yeah, under four. Uh, and they've already won two games in the preseason. Unfortunately, checking the stats, Arnie, the under are the uh, wins in the preseason. Don't go towards the over-under. Though you'd be feeling pretty good right now if you had the over. They had two wins in the preseason. That's for sure. Uh, and then Ralphie Boy writes, thoughts on – the week and a half break in between the preseason week three and the start of week one. Thumbs up or thumbs down? 
week, what did he say, week and a half? Is that what yes. it was? Yes. I, I was looking at that. I was talking about that yesterday. Um, I'm good with it. I'm okay with it. We got the Thursday game. That's why it's a week and a half. Otherwise, it would have been two weeks. And we do have uh, Dallas and Tampa. Um, it does make us wait, but we'll have the college football in full swing on that Saturday. So I guess I'm okay with it is what I'm saying. Oh, uh, here, here's another one. <laughs> Matt, this, this is also the tweet of the night. This is from Matt, who writes, you guys beat me to it. Arnie is such a hypocrite and speaks out of both sides of his mouth, and he's terrible at sports picks. That's not for one. That, that's two things that aren't true. One, I'm not a hypocrite. I don't speak out of both sides of my mouth. Two, I'm not terrible at my sports pick. Take that back. Take well, that I mean, back. One and six this weekend is not very uh, good. This is preseason. This doesn't count. This is like preseason <laughs> football. This oh, wait, doesn't count against my record. Hold on. I'm going to do the same thing you do. Well, then what is supposed to count, this, right? This is and- like when you take a spelling test and the teacher goes, now this doesn't count. We just want to see. This is just a pre-spelling test, okay? You had the, <laughs> Remember when you had the pre-spelling test? You don't remember that? Uh, no, I don't. They I would don't give you the, the pre-spelling test on, right? on a Tuesday, and then you wouldn't worry about how many you got wrong, and then you correct it, and they go, now on Friday is the real <laughs> test, and that's going to count as your grade. That's what that is. <laughs> oh, um, And then one more quick one that just came in from Adam, who writes, Justin Fields should be the starter for week one. Yes. yes and he doesn't yes. seem like he can get the job done. You know, I'm, I, I know Todd Furman's coming up next, so we'll grab our break, but i got to be honest with you. I'm just, I cannot believe that knowing how things were going, knowing how things were going in that game, that Matt Nagy kept Andy Dalton in that game. I just, it blows, it's a preseason game. The dudes had hundreds of thousands of snaps in the NFL. Oh, he needs more time. Meanwhile, he's getting his ass booed off the field. He was like Bears trying fans. to prove something like, just put together something good so we can leave on a positive note. Otherwise, people are going to say you shouldn't be the starter. It really felt like that, you know? Uh, when we when we come back, let's head to Vegas. Todd Furman, more of yes. your tweets coming up next on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. And picks don't count against a handicapper's record. Now, that may be true, but when it's this bad, Todd, don't you have to take how horrific these picks are into consideration? Uh, last time I checked, anytime you put real hard-earned American greenbacks on the line, it doesn't matter if it's the preseason, it doesn't matter if it's the regular season, it doesn't matter if it's FCS, or if Arnie's trying to bet major junior hockey uh, in his adjacent Quebec to where he lives in Burlington. <laughs> it all counts the same, Arnie. There's no, no additional accounting that goes into it, uh, and you can't cook the book. Todd, I equated to when you were a kid and you had the spelling test on Tuesday. Oh, my gosh. But Why did that guy count- tell you that's a good analogy? It was a great so analogy, and it doesn't count, but you would go ahead and study, and then the real test would count on Friday. That, that's the way it is between the preseason and the regular season, Todd. Yeah, that, that's called a pretest, and that's a learning tool they use to try and encourage kids to put the extra time in to achieve their desired objectives. Yes. Uh, I don't have that luxury if I call up the various sports books that I play <laughs> with throughout the course of the year and go, you know what? That wasn't my real bet. That was just a practice <laughs> bet. I'd like you to refund the stakes and put it back in my account. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Hey, so there is one thing that I took away, and, and I'm glad Lou just pointed this out on Twitter. It's a really good take. There were 25 flags in the Chargers-Niners game tonight. Uh, I know that uh, Robertson tonight and, and K-Figs in, big Raiders fans, there were flags all over the place, it seemed, last night, or at least stoppages in play. 
I don't know. Maybe I'm getting a little bit too carried away here, but I just feel like we're getting very over-officiated here in the preseason, Todd. I mean, officials have to stretch out their shoulders as well. You don't want torn rotator cuffs, and you have to launch that laundry 15 yards downfield. So uh, there's no doubt when you look at some of these second and third teamers, if they want to try and call holds, they're available on every play, illegal contact, and a variety of other infractions there. Uh, Trust me, preseason has never been the most watchable product by any stretch of the imagination, and it only gets to be that much more difficult when the play uh, or lack thereof in terms of flow uh, is completely non-existent. You know, Todd, I've not seen the lines for week three of the preseason. I'm wondering, maybe I just didn't see it, or is it not out for a reason? Because I see that Pete Carroll said he's actually going to play his starters. Um, I I, I think Denver said they were going to play a few of their starters. Can you get like a a good advantage in week three? I thought everybody was going to rest their big starters this week. Well, you saw some big wild line moves for week two as well. You had a couple of books come up relatively early. You had others follow suit at very different prices. Uh, for example, the Raiders and Rams opened up right around a pick em. Uh That number got as high as seven before there was a little bit of buyback on the underdog. You saw the Seahawks and Broncos open a pick em as well. Number got up to six before there were wow. folks out there trying to middle it. But I do think you're going to see a lot of cat and mouse with some of these teams out there. And you're going to have to do your due diligence, read into some of the quotes that are out there. Matt Rule has said he expects to play his starters for the Carolina Panthers for a full half, albeit with a vanilla game plan. Denver, unless they name a starting quarterback for their opener against the Giants, I think you're going to see Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke out there still trying to earn their stripes. And there's a lot of teams that I'm a little bit curious about as well, Arnie. It's one thing if you're Matt LaFleur as a young head coach and Aaron Rodgers doesn't need to play in the preseason, but the idea that you have a brand new head coach in Brandon Staley with the Los Angeles Chargers, and we've yet to see Justin Herbert take a rep, I'm not sure in your second year in the league you go right into the line of fire against a Washington football team defense and you're ready to go. Jalen Hurts, I know, was scratched early. But I think a lot of these coaches are being overly cautious. You'd like to see some of the young guys get some reps and at least get their feet wet before uh, they start playing for real. I agree. I agree. I wish we saw a few more guys getting reps. Injuries are concerning, but, hey, you're going to get hurt at some point throughout the season. Now, (laughs) I'm not saying just go out and play and get hurt, but you risk it the whole time. What do you make now of Kyle Shanahan's sudden hedge, right? No quarterback battle. It's Jimmy's job. Then all of a sudden tonight he says, I'm not going to have an announcement as to who's my starting quarterback. Are we maybe reading a little bit into this, or has Trey Lance done enough to maybe start the opener? I think Kyle Shanahan's creating a disastrous situation for himself. When you look at Trey Lance, there's no doubt the 49ers believe in the ceiling that Trey Lance will bring to the organization. Uh, and you watch it, whether it was this game or the first game last weekend against the Kansas City Chiefs, you saw flashes of what this quarterback is going to be once the maturation is there, once he can adjust to NFL speed. But to try and take his performance today, where he's throwing fastballs all over the yard, yes, he finds Trent Sherfield for another big catch, he has some nice tosses in the red zone, and thinking what you see against the second and third teamers of the Chargers is going to translate for the 49ers into the regular season. In my opinion, I think it's a team that has aspirations of winning a Super Bowl and maybe later in the year Trey would be better suited but you can't afford to give one away week one or week two against the Lions and Eagles and knowing how strong and dynamic this ground game is and how good the defense is I think you have to go with Jimmy Garoppolo I mean Trey Lance has not played a meaningful football game guys and what they say more than 500 days he was 15 to 30 against Central Arkansas and I know it's the lowly Lions but it's still the National Football League it's not the FCS Todd, any of these games actually make you change your mind about how good or how bad a team's going to be? 
Uh, not really. You, you try not to want to overreact. Uh, as someone who is bullish uh, in terms of his position on the Vikings going in, I'm a little bit apprehensive about what I've seen from them offensively. But at the same time, you know, these guys are just going out there. They're trying to get themselves comfortable. Uh, you look at a team like the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, we talk about injuries. Now they're going to have to go out there and find a true backup quarterback because Felipe Franks won't be that guy. So you do wonder about Matt Ryan. Will he get minutes and what things look like? So for me, this is as much trying to figure out which of these teams have deeper rosters. Should they lose a superstar or have a key cog go down on the offensive line than changing my overall assessment of what we're going to see from the first units when every team is pretty healthy for their openers week one in about two and a half weeks or so. Todd, I am kind of digging teams looking for a backup quarterback, right? Maybe, I mean, Dallas, my gosh. Um, they might be looking for one. We're still somewhat unknown about the Dak Prescott saga. You just brought up Atlanta and, you know, and Bryce Perkins, maybe Mariota, Peterman, who knows? Maybe maybe a guy like Sam Ellinger ends up being someone on the block. I mean, there could be a little run on backup quarterbacks uh, in the next couple of weeks, right? Uh, agreed. I think you're going to see some guys uh, that aren't going to make the 53-man roster uh, find themselves available. The Chargers are a team that are going to have to figure out, you know, do you keep a veteran in Chase Daniel as your number two? I think you saw enough from Easton Stick, both this game and last, that he's probably a little bit more dynamic uh, as far as what you'd want to have on your roster. Nick Foles still not going to have a defined job with the Chicago Bears, so who wants to come out there and bid on his services? Uh, I really believe you're going to have a carousel uh, of starting quarterbacks and some household names that are in the twilight of their career haven't quite matured yet uh, that are going to end up in pretty advantageous positions because we do know uh, the most important position in the NFL can be that backup quarterback if a starter goes down and misses an extended period of time. Todd, I don't know if we have the tape from four years ago, but I remember saying to you four years ago, I really like the Ravens to go on a winning streak in the preseason. <laughs> uh, well, how many of them have actually covered those games? Six out of years in a row now. Is it? I don't even know. How many, how many have actually covered during that time? Uh, you know, they've covered a lion's share of the games. Uh, when you look at point spreads during the preseason, numbers are typically low. So if you can go out there and win it straight up, you're going to have a great opportunity to try and cover. Uh, you saw them get bet from a field goal favorite on the road against Carolina line up to three and a half and that was with Tyler Huntley getting the lion's share of snaps but you do wonder if coach Harbaugh is going to take a slightly different approach after losing LJ Fort uh, in that win against Carolina to try and make sure he keeps his guys healthy but I do think uh, on some level it creates a mentality for all the uh, Tony Dungy's and Peyton Manning teams that just mailed in the preseason and still performed in the regular season. You have other head coaches that'll go out there, they'll build that culture and at least get guys in the right mindset and more often than not can get it to translate into the regular season. Alright Todd, final thought from me, week zero Arnie's trying to fight with Nebraska fans and make them all hate me tonight, but <laughs> I dig Nebraska next week against Illinois and I kind of like UCLA against Hawaii. Anything jumping out with you in the what, five games next weekend? Yeah, nothing uh, that's made my card so far. Uh, I can agree with you on UCLA. A little bit concerned about how they've gone through some quarterback situations uh, throughout camp, but I'm not quite sure Hawaii is going to be at full speed for their trip to Pasadena. I think UCLA, if you believe they're going to open up their playbook and not show too much, that that's one concern knowing that they have LSU on deck, but I think their talent will be far superior to what Todd Graham's team can bring. When you look at Nebraska and Illinois, I mean, this is a huge revenge game for Nebraska. Not only get the season kicked off on the right foot, but they were embarrassed in Lincoln last year by Illinois. I just don't know if I trust the Huskers offense laying a touchdown on the road. I think they're going to be significantly better defensively. Uh, knowing Brett Bielema may want to try and impose his will physically in the trenches, even though he doesn't have the right personnel. Uh, my initial inclination there is to go under the total of 55 and a half. By the way, Todd, what kind of odds could I get on my Arizona Wildcats to beat BYU as a 11 and a half point dog? 
I mean, Arnie, I figured, you know, all, with all your relationships you have with the casinos, they'd be rolling out the red carpet to get you out here. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to bet Arizona to win the game outright as an 11, 11 and a half point underdog at Allegiant Stadium, the going rate will get you a shade better than three to one. Yes. You can put up your, you can put up your five bucks. You can get 15 in return. Uh, It'll buy you a couple nice Molson Brodeurs for your next trip over oh, the border. Go. I got to start selling my car right now, baby. Oh, I'm ready to gosh. roll. Let's go. Let's go. Todd, thanks, buddy. Have a great week, man. Always a a pleasure, Jen. (laughs) Thanks, Todd. Um, (laughs) Yes, uh, Scott writes, did I just hear Todd Furman drop a QMJHL reference on your show? I I believe you absolutely positively did. Good stuff. Todd Furman, again, if you're not following him on Twitter, please do so. At Todd Furman on Twitter. Subscribe to his Bet the Board podcast. And, of course, on Fox Sports 1 with FS1 Fox Bet Live. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, coming up here in about 30 minutes from now, we'll continue our divisional preview in the National Football League with a look at the NFC West. I don't know, aren't you arguably one of the toughest divisions in the NFL? It is. It is definitely the toughest division in the NFL. There's no doubt about that. And um, the last place team could be like an 8-9 eight team, team when it's all said and done. Are we going to look at 8-9 and nine as being okay now with the 17th game. Is that, is that considered 500? Is that I, what you're saying? I, I guess. I don't know. I mean, obviously. Hold up. Hold up your tweet, statistical gurus. We're not saying that it is 500, but it would be viewed as if, oh, man, they were. They finished 8-9. and nine. They had a better season than where they were the year before. Mm. I wonder how it's going to affect gambling, that extra game. You know, that's something that we're not thinking about that is coming in under the radar. Maybe more than one rest week for guys or something like that. That's what I was thinking. And also, you know, if somebody already has a division clinched, um, you're certainly going to sit players down instead of playing the extra game or two, which means you'd probably go under in the win total. I don't, I don't know. Just, I'm just uh, just thinking about no, it. No, no, no. I, I like the way you're thinking. In fact, let's let's get into that next week, right? I mean, we'll probably have a better feel because when we resume, when we resume, when we get back together next Sunday night, I mean, what? Most of the NFL preseason is done. Right, right. And I mean, a, yeah. I mean, there's one, there's one more game that's going to be in action while we're on the air tomorrow, next Sunday night, and it's the Browns and the Falcons. But, Arnie, everyone's going to be done, and it'll be very interesting to see how teams handle if they play their starters and treat this year's week three in the preseason like they used to treat every year's week three as a, as a dress rehearsal or if this year's week three is going to be like the previous year's week four where absolutely nobody plays at all. Exactly. I thought nobody was going to play, so it seems like uh, some starters are going to play there. By the way, did you see the guy that bet $20 on the Detroit Lions to finish with the best record in the NFL, pays back 
$30,000. I'd rather put him on to win a Super Bowl. At least you don't have to have the best record. Maybe you squeeze into the playoffs because um, you have a decent year. Somebody gets hurt, you finish second in the division, and you have the perfect storm, but not, not to have the most wins in the NFL. Is that all you have to do to get talked about anymore is make a dumb bet? That's a dumb bet. I mean, listen, I I love what Dan Campbell is doing. I dig his energy. Bite your kneecaps. Did you see the writer that tried to take his caffeine intake and literally couldn't finish it and got sick? No. By the way, that's soft, bro. I mean, it's it's two cups of coffee. Let's go. But then from the same perspective, I mean, I I mean, it's a dumb bet. It's dumb. They're not going to do it. It's it's almost like, hey, I just won the lottery. I I bought a one dollar lottery ticket. Bet him to win the Super Bowl. At least that way, maybe they squeeze into the playoffs, and you, and you do get that perfect score. But to have the best record, and have not the best record, to have the most wins. So uh, I want to I, I want to follow back up on Lou's tweet. He writes: Charges 49ers tonight, twenty five flags for two hundred and twenty three yards. The officials should be ashamed of themselves. I went Why back the and officials. Looked. Jeez, I just I mean I don't think. You could call if there's a hundred plays in an NFL game. You could call hundred penalties, but I think Arnie, part of it is, what are you doing calling ticky tack stuff? It's over officiate. Last night, last last night's Raiders Rams game was enraging at time. Some of the things that they call, it's just I and I know it was wild because Rams ended up getting called for like ten penalties. Raiders only got whistled for four, but it seemed That's like amazing. they were always having flags. No, oh, it's a preseason. This is when we're at our best. But I just, I don't know, man. I feel like we're getting carried away with the taunting rule. I feel like we're getting carried away with the uh, celebrations. It's just let, let's get through the is, preseason. Just just get through it. What is your goal as a team coming into a game? You're like, well, stay healthy. How many... <laughs> sorry, I just had to do Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no I'm, I'm just sorry. I just wonder how, how many penalties do you think is acceptable, you know? Well, if you were to ask any coach, they tell you none. None. Not none. one. Not one. I don't know. Maybe like less than five, right? I'm okay with a couple of pass interference, but if you're being aggressive, you know? Uh, Mr. Chicken, eight wins and nine losses is a .471 winning percentage or just slightly below average. So there you go. Kind of like my my life and career. Just slightly below average. And then this was actually really good since we were on the college football conversation. Mads writes, I understand USC used – to be the hype from the Pac-12. And we're judged because of them. But why? Why no talk about Oregon? Number nine in the NCAA preseason rankings, won the Pac-12 conference two years in a row, and have a very high-profile Week 2 game against Ohio State this year. Great question. Win that game against Ohio State. I mean, that's that's the best advice I can give you. Oh, that's going to be a great one. We were bummed when they canceled that game last year, remember? Remember when they – remember I had a source and no one believed me? I'm like, that game's getting canceled. They're like, oh, you're – no. I'm like, I'm telling you, it's getting canceled. Knee-jerk reaction. Come on. Yeah, not even going to be wearing a mask in two weeks. <laughs> two years <laughs> later. But it's just – it's one of those situations where kind of like – all right, you know, we were sparring with a Nebraska fan earlier. All right. You want people to get fired up about Nebraska football? Win games. You want people to get fired up about Oklahoma and where they are in the national rankings? Win a playoff game. You want people to take Oregon a little bit more seriously? Like, what, what do we have to go back? They had their big non-conference game two or three years ago against Auburn, and they got beat when Bo Nix threw that. At the end of the game. Yeah. Right. They got beat at the end of the game when he threw that absolute They were winning dunk. the whole game that one. Um, 
when when that game against Ohio State, and I think a lot of the the ales are, are are cured. When everyone is trying to make a big deal about a conference being the Pac-12 conference is irrelevant, no one's talking about it. You know what'll get people to talk about it? Winning football. You know, get a team back in the playoffs. Play earlier, suddenly, maybe. No, play talk about it. Play nine a.m. games. Yeah, there you go. But no, no, no. I, I hear what you're saying. Play early in the night instead of the Pac-12 after dark. It, I think it's a great point, Mads. Oregon looks like a really good football team this year. They've been preseason ranked high, but um, as much as I was making fun of USC and the, you know, we're back Hall of Fame, they might be the best team in the Pac-12 this you, year. You know, I'm starting to think that maybe the Pac-12 should be like the MAC and play on Thursday nights or something like that. You know what I mean? No. Get the, Come on, really? Well, they already yeah. do. They do some games. Yeah, some, well, not I don't know how many, but we may have to do that like once a week or something just to, you know, just to avoid playing everything at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Ah, this is this is so sad. Arnie Spanier, who would not even consider a game against Boise State to be on his level, now yeah, suddenly exactly. wants to see his conference doing. Where to love that point State. dog, the BYU? That How things. embarrassing is that? Hey, what? I, go out and win the game, and you'll be good to go. We're right? gonna crush them. All right, listen, uh, Twitter's been great tonight. We'll keep rolling through it at Stinkin' Genius One. That's S T I N K I N Genius in the number one. I'm at Plank Show, and everybody should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. Our NFC West preview is right around the corner, but how about some highlights and some post game sound from today next on Fox Sports Radio? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, we roll. Arnie and Plank, Fox Sports Radio. Good tweets rolling in. We'll stay after him. What do we know? What do you know? 
after two weeks of the exhibition season. After two weeks of the exhibition season, I know this. Man, Matt Nagy is really on the defensive, Arnie, about his quarterback decision or lack thereof. Here's what he said today. The stock of of Andy for us is going to be is seeing what he does during the season. You know, that that's how we got we got to be able to see what what can Andy do during the season with this team and with with these guys. That has been our plan this whole entire time. Uh, At the same point in time, we also need to evaluate and see where Justin's at and what he can do. And again, he's doing everything that we're asking him to do. He's He's doing great. So I think it's a good situation for us. And I understand, I truly understand for people to want to see more of Justin and, and all that. I get that. Um, but we also understand where we're at and, and how what the true plan is. And, and all we can do is ask Justin to keep playing and he's doing it. And Andy to keep playing and Nick to keep playing. So yeah, but, blah, but, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Justin, uh, Justin Fields will be starting the fourth week of the season against the Lions. But I guess maybe my frustration then, and again, I – I know that I know that Matt Nagy came out the other day and said, you know, the thing I like about Andy Dalton is he's such so confident in his skin. Well, if what matters, if what matters to you is how he plays in the preseason, or excuse me, in the regular season, Arnie, why are you putting him in a, in a situation in the preseason where he's getting booed off his own field? I know, I know. But, and by the way, Justin Fields actually came to the defense of Andy Dalton. The fans are awesome getting me out there, but they also have to realize, you know, Andy's a human being too. Andy's out there on the field right now. So I really just think it's kind of disrespectful to Andy, you know, them cheering, cheering my name out like that. They have to, you know, trust in coach to, you know, make sure he's making the right decisions, you know, just cheer Andy on. Like there's no, that's not helping Andy uh, play better than cheering my name. That's, that's not doing none of that. So my advice to them would be just cheer uh, for, for who's out there playing on the field. I don't think that's going to be advice the fans take, Arnie. I don't. No, think I don't think so either. I, he's just trying to be a good teammate. Sure. But, uh, you know what else is he going to say? I mean, it's it's inevitable, right? Like you said, week four maybe against the Lions is when you see him, right? I mean, that's we're going to see Justin Fields as this. If there if there is one thing I feel like that I could do in Arnie Spanier, I guarantee you, I promise you this. I, Andy Dalton's not going to be their starting quarterback the whole season. So you no, can play, he's not. Yeah. You play this charade or charade, whichever way y'all want to pronounce it. But he's not going to be the starting quarterback. So why are we acting like this at this point in the, se- in, in the preseason? Be, they'll be one and two heading into that Detroit game. I just don't know if that's going to be bad enough for them to go ahead and make a movie quarterback. Or are they going to wait till they lose to Vegas, Green Bay, Tampa, San Francisco, and Pittsburgh oh. and Baltimore? So that, that's what I'm waiting to see. Did you – hold on a second – did you just actually say the Raiders are going to win a game? Are you okay? Yeah, let me take that back. I'm going to take right. that back. Yeah. yeah, take that back real quick. Now, the big breaking story of the night is not just that Lord Football has one more game left in week two of the preseason, Arnie, but that Kyle Shanahan has, I don't know, maybe gone back a little bit on what's going on with his quarterback situation right now. Are you going to make an announcement? Is Jimmy Garoppolo your starter week one? No, I'm not making that announcement. Let's try though. <laughs> whenever I feel like it. <laughs> not tonight. All right, so <laughs> no, it's not whenever you feel like it, but you're gonna tell us before the damn game starts. Gosh, he why did you just start? To. John Brody's gonna be coming out as a starting quarterback. John Brody. I mean, at least you could have gone with like I don't know, Steve Young or Steve Bono. Uh, now, the thing that. that's kind of interesting here is. Kyle Shanahan has been pretty steadfast that Jimmy G's their starter, 
but he was asked if anything has changed with this quarterback situation. I haven't seen that. You know, I would love for um, it to be more and more each week, but, you know, I think the situation is pretty similar right now. Okay. What the hell does that even mean? So let's reset. <laughs> I, I listened to it during the break, and I still don't know, and I just listened to it live, and I still don't know. So in other words, he's not ready to make a starting quarterback. Right. But, but, but nothing has changed. Okay. So he's consistently talked about Jimmy G being a starting quarterback. Right. But yet he's not naming one, but nothing has changed. Okay. You got, oh, that, that clears that up for me now. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Was, you. Uh, I, 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 I'm here for the clarifications tonight, yes, all right? I appreciate that. And, and then finally, uh, Trey Lance and some of the issues that he's seeing early on with Trey Lance. I have my eyes down the field most of the time. I'm not watching him a lot. Uh, you know, he was much better at that this week. But, you know, it didn't seem as much of a fundamental issue. So if you were to follow camp this week, practices for the Niners, they felt like that maybe Trey Lance was, A, trying to do a little bit too much shocking, and he he wasn't keeping his eyes downfield very much. So that's that's kind of where that question came from. But – Kyle Shanahan, usually a little bit more talkative with the media, kind of short tonight, Arnie. Really didn't give us too terribly much. Yeah, I don't know. I guess obviously he doesn't want anything to spill on out, so that's when you start talking real short and um, just try to get the heck out of there. I don't think there's going to be much of a um, you know a secret here. I think it's going to be Jimmy G to start the season off, but that doesn't mean Trey Lance won't play. Yeah, and Trey Lance, you're right. Boy, he did not start well for Trey Lance, right? He threw the... Yeah. What a uh, inter- had the interception early on too on what was um, kind of a, a bad throw. Had I think he got tipped even, but still, you know, you throw the pick, but he bounced back. And once you started see some of the reserves roll in for the Chargers, he started having a little bit more success. But I tell you what, man, we we are we are rolling towards the season where I think we all feel at some point. Five rookies are going to be starting for NFL teams, and there's a really good chance. We knew two were in week one. We might be inching closer towards three or four in week one as we get closer to the season. NFC West preview is coming up next with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Man, final hour already, wow. stinking wow. genius. Wow. Which would conclude seven hours of radio for us this weekend together. I'm cool with it. I would have done Saturday if Aaron wanted to take a break too. I would have run out of ways to try to calm you down on the Blue I'm watching a highlight of the Blue Jays right now. Of your Dolphins going to the Super Bowl and to a not just – you know, having a good season, but what do you have a one in the MVP? Do you, do you think by the end of the season they'll have an award, greatest quarterback of all time, and they'll just give it to him? The Tua Award is that what you're saying? <laughs> just rename the award for Tua. It's wait, hold on. The Johnny Unitas Award is in college. They just rename every quarterback award after him. After what? Why he's are done. you so anti Tua? You're 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 acting like he's some slouch out there. Matter of fact, out of all the first year rookie quarter rookie quarterbacks and first year second year quarterbacks, uh, Fields, Tua, Burrow, sure. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Herbert. I would say Tua is the second best, right behind Trevor Lawrence. Well, I learned it from watching you, Dad. I listened to you last year. Yeah. 
I mean, if you want to question, boy, why are you so down on Tua? Because you you were destroying him for the tough better love. part of last. It was tough love for Tua <laughs> and Trevor Lawrence. Wait to wait till you see some tough love with him. I can't wait to see what he's going to do. Well, you might not need tough love because I'm just. I'm warning everyone. I mean, listen, I, I don't sit here and pat myself on the back on picks, but I did give away two picks on Friday night, and both of them were right. And by the way, it's my same two picks for this coming up weekend, uh, which, by the way, take the Ravens in the under. There you go. There's my picks for the weekend. Thanks for joining us on Fox Sports Radio. Do that, and you're going to win a lot of money. But, um, I mean, I'm just – I'm sitting here, and I'm getting ready for this Monday night game, and I know what's going to happen. This, the Saints aren't very good. And you know Herb's going to play some guys, and they're going to play him for a while. And I think, I think that Trevor Lawrence is going to tear up New Orleans tomorrow night, and everyone's going to lose their mind, Arnie Spanier included. He'll probably end up throwing up like 200 yards and a half. It's like, oh, oh my God. preseason Hall of Fame if he does that. Well, he's already in the preseason Hall of Fame. Okay. But, uh, Monday Night Football, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the New Orleans Saints. Now, every single weekend for the last let's see we are on week one two three four five right. last five weeks we've taken a division and we've previewed it heading into the nfl season we started this with uh right around eight weeks to go before game week in the nfl we're off to the nfc west now arnie wasn't here last week so he didn't get a chance to venture a take or two on the afc north so before we dive into the seahawks niners rams and cardinals is there anything from the AFC North that we may have missed, Arnie, that you want to make sure is out there as far as how you feel about 2021 in the AFC North? I think it's pretty simple. I, I'm not telling you anything earth-shattering. It's a two-team race. It's going to be between Cleveland and Baltimore to win the division. Pittsburgh has already got third uh, place already uh, solidified, and the Bengals will finish in last place. So there, there's hey, no, nothing earth-shattering here. It's Cleveland or Baltimore. And I'm, I'm actually leaning toward Cleveland right now. Um, to win that division, Baltimore will come in second. Uh, then you'll have Pittsburgh third, but Roethlisberger is still old and slow and fat. And uh, and then you'll have the Bengals in fourth place. So there's, Wait, there's nothing as shocking there. Ben Roethlisberger is old and slow and fat? Is that what you just threw at Big Ben? Oh, well, he's not old? Did I, I, did I, yeah. I, I just... Okay. He's the best he's ever looked in his life. He's I, in the best. It only right? took him 20 years to get in the best shape of his life. I'm not buying that. Uh, I, 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 would actually, I would actually venture a wager on the over with Pittsburgh. The well, over under. They're winning the division, right? No, no, well, the over under is eight and a half, Arnie. I think if I say that I would take over at nine, that's not saying they're going to win the division, but I don't know. I. I think with Najee Harris and what we've seen, even though it's a rebuilt offensive line, yeah, I, I, Chase Claypool seems to be healthy after he right. got dinged up. I kind of like Pittsburgh. Mink is back. Their defense is still pretty good. T.J. Watts, oh. a top 10 player in the league. I don't Maybe, think I'd be burying Pittsburgh right now. I, I don't even know if I'm taking the over. And they're not better than Cleveland, and they're not better than Baltimore. So The um, only thing wrong with Cleveland is that they're the Browns. And, and I say that I, I went through today with a fine-tooth comb watching them play, trying to figure out what's wrong with them, right? Where's the problem? They don't have any issues on offense. 
They don't have any holes on defense. Roster-wise, Arnie, they are stacked. You can question Baker Mayfield if you want, right? But find me a better running back combo than what they have in Kareem Hunt and Hunt Nick Chubb. Throw Odell Beckham into a group of wide receiver that's pretty good. As dynamic of a one-two tight end punch and bookends in, in Cochran and Willis on the offensive line, a defense. You know who their rush-ins are? You know, it's Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney I know, in 2021. So the old, I, I'm with you on the Browns, dude. And I tried to go through with everything to hate on them. And then I realized, oh, the only thing that you can really say bad about them is that, oh, they're, they're the Browns and they've never won anything. That's but, really all you can say bad about them. By the way, you know what's interesting so far in the preseason? I don't think this ever has happened before. Every team in the AFC, except for Jacksonville, they haven't played it. They're one game short. Uh, is in the green in uh, uh, score differential, and every team in the NFC is in the red in score differential except for San Francisco. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Things that I don't think I ever would have noticed or looked at, but you're absolutely (laughs) right. The only – and by the way, the Niners are in the green, but it's a plus two. Yeah, barely. <laughs> so if the Jaguars can win by like 15 tomorrow night, yes, they'll be in good shape. And all of the AFC yeah. will be in the green and the plus minus point differential. Does that mean anything? I have no red. idea. Probably not, but it's a good stat. I mean, how about this? The, the NFC South hasn't had a team win a game yet. Yeah. Panthers, Falcons, Buccaneers, and Saints are all over. Um, and meanwhile, I think there's one division in the – oh, no, no. Everyone's lost uh, – the, the Chargers lost today. That's right. So I was about to say everyone in the AFC West had gone undefeated, but the Chargers ended up getting beat. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty wild. I don't know if that means anything, but it is pretty damn cool. Now let's talk NFC West, shall we? Yeah. Overall, just a general thought before we go team by team as we continue our divisional previews. AFC West next week, and then we'll wrap it up with the NFC and AFC East. Arnie, NFC West, fair to say, Toughest division in the National Football League, right? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. I I think it is the uh, toughest division in the NFL. Uh, And when I say the toughest division, yeah, three teams can win it. That doesn't mean Arizona can't can't have a great year also. So uh, especially because, remember, they were 500 last year. It wasn't like they were all that bad. They lost their last two games. Otherwise, instead of eight and – they were eight and six. Instead of going eight and eight, they go – 10 and 6 and finished yeah. tied with the Rams. So it's well balanced. Um, you see a lot of offense. So I think it's the best division in the NFL right now. Well, let's start with the defending divisional champs, the Seattle Seahawks, wrapped up last year going 12 and 4. Went through a little bit of drama this offseason with the contractual conversation and the ask for but not really ask for a trade. With Russell Wilson. Right, right. Um, seems like they've upgraded their offensive line just a skosh. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, still that one-two punch of Carson and Penny running back. DK Metcalf continues to evolve. Um, I love who they brought in on defense. I mean, Jordan Brooks is in line. He was their first-round pick last year to be a really good middle linebacker. Bobby Wagner's back. K.J. Wright is gone. Uh, and in the secondary, they look pretty salty. There's just my general look at their depth chart, Arnie. How you feeling about Seattle and trying to defend their NFC West title this year with a rejuvenated Russell Wilson? 
Yeah, you know, obviously they're the class of the division. At least I think they're the class of the division out there, especially when you have uh, Russell Wilson as your quarterback. I want to see if they have enough at, at, at running back, and I think they added a, a running back to, to help Carson along. So we'll see if they're good enough there. They've always had weapons at wide receiver. Um, the question is, is it going to be enough weapons? Defensively, they've been a good team. I mean, I like everything about them. They are the class of the division, as I said. And, and last year, um, they slacked off a little bit defensively. They didn't have as good a defense as, let's say, the Rams, and they were pretty much just equal, like the Cardinals and even San Francisco. Hopefully, they're a better defensive team this year. Um, offensively, there was nobody better there than in the division. I expect that to, to be the same this year. That's why I'm going to go with Seattle at number one. And, and let's not forget, too, Arnie, they gave Jamal Adams the big contract. He's back. I believe in myself, you know, and, and I believe in what I can do on the football field, and, you know, all I needed was somebody to to believe in me and those guys upstairs they believed in me and they took a chance and you know all I can do is just continue to you know produce and continue to work work my tail off and uh, win ball games man I, I like how a guy that just became the highest paid safety in like NFL history makes it out like he was the last guy on the roster <laughs> if someone had to believe in me I'm like they believed got, in me you just got paid the biggest contract ever all right so we, we put to bed Seattle we both like him a lot they're the they're the favorites in the division heading into this season. Yeah, we, uh, you mentioned the running back. They they brought in DJ Dallas, who was a fourth round pick in twenty twenty. Josh Johnson is there. Uh, Travis Hoyer's on the pup list right now. But a, a fascinating team. They won the Rashad division Penny, last year. Right? Is that who I was thinking about too? No, no. Yeah, yeah. Penny's been there for a minute. He was their first round pick yeah. in eighteen. But they got Carson and Penny that are there as well. All right. Um, are are, are you ready to dive into the Rams? Let's do Biggest it. Biggest move of the offseason going out and getting Matt Stafford to take over as their starting quarterback. Gave up quite a bit to go get him. But uh, again, when I look at the Rams, I just I see a team that doesn't have a lot of holes right now, right? And and health is a major issue. You bring in Deshaun Jackson, who, of course, like most people, Arnie, is in the best shape of his life, is running as fast as he ever has before, even though he's in his 86th year in the league. You've got the best defensive player in the NFL and Aaron Donald, if not the best player in the NFL. You come back with, if not the best corner in the National Football League, one of the best in Jalen Ramsey. Man, they really seem loaded this year. And they've got themselves a quarterback that it appears their coach believes in quite a bit. Oh, I love Matthew Stafford. I'm I'm all all in on this one. I I just think he's he's an underrated quarterback. I think he's going to do world of wonders for the Rams. I know people are like, well, he never won a playoff game and blah 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 and this and that and teams above five hundred. I don't want to hear that garbage. When you play for the Detroit Lions, for crying out loud, you deserve to go to the Hall of Fame just for not getting hurt. Yet alone playing for as long as he did. Matthew Stafford's a Hall of Famer for what he had to endure up there in. Detroit with the Lions. Still worried about the running game. Henderson will go ahead and be the starter there, so we'll see what happens if that's going to be enough. They'll have enough weapons offensively. Wouldn't Cooper Cup hurt last year a little bit? So, yeah, um, yeah defensively, they were really good defensively last year, so we'll see if they're able to keep that up. If they are, they're a team that will come in under the radar. I like them a lot. They'll probably finish in second, but they may push Seattle when it's said and done. New defensive coordinator in Raheem Morris, who seems like he's fitting in quite well with what the Rams want to do. Now, interestingly enough, the Cardinals did finish third last year with a 500 record, though they had every opportunity to still make the playoffs, continue development of Kyler Murray. Obviously, Cliff Kingsbury, dare we we say he's on the hot seat because, well, he's on the hot seat. 
you brought in DeAndre Hopkins last year. He was so good. He's what on the top 10 list of the best players in the NFL, according to his fellow uh, NFL players. Uh, AJ Green is in Christian Kirk is better. I I like what they're doing offensively. This just comes down to defense, right? The first round pick out of the mighty university of Tulsa, Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons there uh, at that linebacker spot as well. They just, they got to get a few stops and not turn the ball over. And I think they're going to be okay. Well, is that what J.J. Watt's there for, right? Isn't that what you're hoping, that if you're an Arizona Cardinal fan? He's yeah, if he can get maker. off the pup list, well, get healthy, I, I, J.J. He said he was going to be at practice on Monday, and you know they're just being cautious. So um, that's what I like. Is he going to be the difference maker out there? I do that. I do like that they added James Conner. That's kind of going under like the that. radar. Low the key running back. good ad. Oh, a very good ad because you know you, you really want he'll go with Chase Edmond. It'll be a good one-two punch there. Are they going to miss Fitzgerald? I don't really think so. Like you mentioned, they got Kirk, they got AJ Green, who I expect a a, a better year from, and of course Hopkins. So uh, they'll have enough weapons. It's how much Kyler Murray is going to develop this year. Um, like I said, eight and six last year until they lost their last two games. The season could have finished terribly different had they won those mm-hmm. last two games. Yeah, and I think one of them was what against the the Niners, who were not a very good team. They lost no, him on no. a Thursday night. Uh, one dude that I think is is primed for a big year, who we all already know about. Buda Baker is awesome, but Byron Murphy, man, their other corner looked fantastic. I watched him a lot in the game against the Chiefs on what was that Friday night? Well, we were on the air, right? He looks good, man. I think he's he's going to be pretty special. Sidebar here, real quick, before we get to the Niners. Yes. We haven't talked yet tonight about Larry Fitzgerald. And as you mentioned, you go and you get A.J. Green, so you get you know another quote-unquote aging superstar. They have depth of that receiver position around DeAndre Hopkins with Christian Kirk. They drafted Rondell Moore in the second round. Andy Isabella, we'll see if he makes the team. But, I mean, are, are they going to miss Larry Fitzgerald? Or is there a moment where maybe he rediscovers the love and comes back? Remember, he's an unrestricted free agent. Right, Cliff right. Kingsbury oh, yes. said, we have a plan for him if he wants to come back. But it's not sounding like he wants to. Oh, yeah, he does want to come back, just not to the Arizona Cardinals. He wants to go and wait for the first eight weeks of the season to go by. And then all of a sudden, Tom Brady calls him up and goes, hey, why don't you go ahead and win a a Super Bowl with us here in Tampa? Because we have an injury and we need you now. And, oh, sure, Tom, I'll be able to come back and play. I promise you, he'll play for some team um, this year. It'll be after, like, week eight or something like that. Promise? Promise? Promise. Promise. Uh, And then finally, in the National Football League's NFC West, we focus on a team that had really been just ravaged by Uh, injuries last year. That's the San Francisco 49ers. They give up a lot of future draft capital to move up and get Trey Lance. Looks like he could be the starter week one. Trent Williams got paid a lot of money to anchor down that left side of the offensive line. We'll see how Mike McGlinchey holds up on the right side. Weapons, weapons, weapons. George Kittle back at tight end. If he's healthy and 100%. How many Debo, did he miss last year? You know, yeah, He missed half the season, I think, last yeah. year. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, they bring in uh, Mohamed Sanu. Yeah, the, the running back is always a running back by committee, but they got a guy that I loved in Trey Sermon, who, of course, showed out in the championship, the 14 playoffs for Ohio State. And I guess the key on defense is they're they're healthy. Nick Bose is back. Yeah. You know, Fred Warner got paid this offseason. You know, we'll see what they're able to do with their cornerback position. Uh, their safeties are good. I mean, 
again, this is a team that it just it's real simple. They got to stay healthy, right? Stay healthy, no, I, and you're good to go. And I know we're short in time, but yeah, they have to stay healthy. I think Jimmy Garoppolo will, start, will be the starting quarterback to start the season. I love the receivers, like you said, though. Uh, again, Sanu really the best yeah. of the bunch. Not really. I like Ayuk and I like Samuels. Um, you have Kittle too. So you've got three primary receivers right there. Defensively, they'll have to get better. But as you mentioned, um, is it going to be Jimmy G or Trey Lance? Jimmy G will start the season. How long will it be before Trey Lance comes in? Yeah, I think three games is where I would put my over-under. Right there on the over-under for when you turn on Tua. Three games, three and a half. Wow. All right, hey, when we come back, there's a look, kind of a generic, general look at the four teams and how we feel about them from afar. Let's drill deeper with the over-under win totals, a look at the schedule as we preview the NFC West. Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center. Center field, whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Arnie and Plank, Fox Sports Radio, brought to you in part by Navian. Tired of waiting around for hot water? Choose Navian and get instant hot water for a spa-like comfort while you lower your bill. Save hundreds on a Navian tankless water heater with local rebates at tanklessmadesimple.com. A couple of quick tweets before we get to the over-unders. Yeah. Uh, Daryl writes, Arnie. By the way, Daryl's my new favorite tweeter to the show. We've had like a love-hate relationship, but, uh, yeah, he's my guy now. Uh, he's also keeping track of your picks and making sure you're not cheating on us. Arnie, Daryl writes, how can you expect a better year out of A.J. Green, a guy that's never healthy? Does Arizona have a better training staff, oh. strength and conditioning staff? Because that dude is fragile. Arizona 
won't be very good. Watch those Carolina Panthers, guys. To say they're not going to be very good just because of the health of A.J. Green. Remember, it was an 8-8 team, and like I said, they were 8-6. and six. Uh, If they just get better defensively, they added J.J. Watt. I don't think you could say and Plus, they, like I said, added James Conner, which you thought was a good pick. I like it. That, I do. Yeah. I do. I like it a lot. Here's the thing with Arizona is I almost have to tap out, right, because I'm so hopelessly devoted to Kyler Murray, who coming up in 35 minutes from now will probably be called a little person and a, and, and all a, a dwarf or whatever Ben calls him. And I get it. He's a smaller guy. But I, I just – I love his game, man. I really – I think he can sling it. He can wing it. He can play. He can get down. Uh, he can run. He can turn. He's a running back at quarterback with a cannon. I just don't know if Cliff Kingsbury can win a chess match with most of the defensive coordinators in the National Football League. Again, this is where coordinators matter, and I know you don't believe that. Um, You don't think he's a good coach, Kingsbury? Is that what you're saying? No, I think he's a good offensive coordinator. I just don't know. I don't know if he's at that level to where you're going to be able to out-scheme well, I guess you've got a lot of new faces in the NFC West. I mean, Robert Salas no longer with the San Francisco 49ers, so they're breaking in a, a new defensive coordinator. Kyler Murray's also Rams the Rams have a new D.C. Isn't Kyler Murray the second best quarterback in that division? Not saying much, but. Well, I mean, who Stafford, I mean, Russell Wilson won, Stafford two with Kyler, or do you have Kyler ahead of, of Stafford? You could put Kyler ahead of Stafford, wow, some people would say. You. Okay. So, yeah, maybe so. Maybe. I mean, he was the number one pick in the draft. He he had the Arizona Cardinals battling through a shoulder injury at 8-6 and six with two games to go in the season. So, yeah. I think that debate can be had. Uh, and then uh, Lou writes, the Rams have one major hole, guys. No Cam Akers. So, defenses can focus on Stafford. Um, I, I, he writes, Rams are as loved as the Dodgers out here. I don't know about that, Lou. No, but I'd rather stop it. I'd rather have Todd Gurley, and they may resign him. And I despise Gurley because Henderson does not appear to be the answer. That's Daryl Henderson out of Memphis, who right. I think I tried to go Mike Harmon and tell everyone that's my fantasy sleeper like two years ago. <sighs> it didn't go so well. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're short issue. on the run, yeah they're short on the running back situation. That's why I'm concerned. They'll probably go ahead and look at what goes on at the waiver wire, or maybe make a trade. Sure. Because I don't think you go in there with just Henderson. All right, over under win totals. They currently are two teams in the NFC West have the same over under, and it's the fourth highest over under uh, over under win total in the National Football League. Chiefs are wow. at twelve and a half. Bucks are at 12, and the Ravens and the Bills are at 11. But the Los Angeles Rams and San Francisco 49ers are both, Arnie, at 10 and a half. Wow. So let's, 10 and a half. Let's start here quickly with the Rams, just kind of perusing their schedule. Kind of a tough start, depending on how you feel about Chicago. But then they go to Indy and they get Tampa Bay at home. I do like the balance of their schedule. There's no real challenging road trips until maybe week seven, 16 and 17. Listen to this kicker for the season. Yeah. They go to Arizona in 14. They get Seattle at home in week uh, 15. Then they go to Minnesota and Baltimore in back-to-back right. back weeks before wrapping up at home against San Francisco. Okay, it's not the easiest schedule. I'll be the first to go ahead and, and admit that. Um, but when you take a look at the Rams, they were, what, 10 and 6 last year? Is that what they're – 
record was, and I think they're going to be right. close to that again. You said their over-under was 10 and, ten a, and half. a half. So they're adding that extra game in there. If I was holding my feet to the fire there, I'd probably go with the over and go 11-7 and seven because I probably think they'll either finish first or second. So I'd probably say the over. I'm going with over in that one. All right, what about on the Niners side of things? We I was talking to Robert and Bobo during the break. I kind of dig San Francisco's schedule. Sure, you have two road trips to start the season, but you go to Detroit and Philly. Just so you can get off to a nice start before a home game against Green Bay. Your bye week is early, but again, they don't have that tough kick to the season. I mean, they've got Houston and they go to Los Angeles in the final two weeks of the year. And by the way, the NFC West is crossing with the AFC South. Yeah. This year. There's no doubt they've got a favorable schedule and people are going to go, well, you got to go with the under after what they did last year. But if they stay healthy, um, that's a whole nother story. At first, the inkling, I wanted to just say, oh, you got to go with the under 10 and a half. There's no way they're going to go ahead and make up that many games. I mean, remember now they were six and 10. So you told me they're going to turn it around by five extra games, but they made it do, do it if they, if they go ahead and stay healthy out there. I mean, their defense has got to pick it up. Um, if that happens, they'll go over the 10 and a half, but I'm going to go with under with the 40 dollars right now. I don't think they could go ahead and make up that much of a difference. One of the more interesting thing is with that 17th game this year, what we're going back like two years and they chose what team you were crossing with. And it just so happens that the AFC West that year was crossing with the NFC North. And so the Niners are playing the Bengals while the Seahawks are getting the they're getting the Pittsburgh Steelers. We Jeez. mentioned the Ravens game for the Los Angeles Rams, which means the Cardinals and Browns are going to go at it. Anyway, uh, 10 and a half for the San Francisco 49ers. Arnie going under. And the other two quickly, Seattle currently over under at 10. We mentioned they've got that fun showdown whenever you get two marquee franchises going at it in week six when they go to Pittsburgh. They open up at Indy. And listen to this close for the season, Arnie. Chicago, Detroit, and then a trip to Arizona. Oh, very easy yeah. for that. You know, you gave me 10, which kind of threw me off on that because I thought they would have been the favorite for the division. Um, yet they were 12-4 and four last year, which is why I thought they were going to be at 10.5. I probably would have gone with the under and, and not been very happy about it. But at 10, you're going to give me a push, right? So you have to go over 10. They're not going to win just nine games. So I'd go over 10, go for the push and hope they get that 11th win out there here's your over under for the cardinals before k fig's final update of the night it is currently and this is according to who is this uh vegasinsider.com the arizona cardinals are at eight and a half eight and eight last year um, they don't lose that last two. I think they're much improved. They got the running back they wanted. I, we talked about them adding Watt. I think Kyler Murphy is, is going to improve immensely. I got to go over eight, uh, go over it, and say they're going to win um, nine games at least and, and make a run at that. So I got to go over. Yeah, I like them a lot. I really do. But I feel like I'm saying that about every team in this division. I know. I, can you do, I don't know if we can do that mathematically <laughs> if it works out. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Could all of these teams end up hitting their over? There's your NFC West preview. Next week, we'll go all in on the AFC West. But for now, let's get caught up on everything that's happened in the world of sports with KFIG, Kevin Figures, one final time tonight. Hey, good news for the Braves, right? I mean, not to, like, get anyone mad with trying to talk some Major League Baseball yeah, be right careful, here. Be careful. Be careful. But suddenly the Atlanta Braves have like a ridiculous lead. They got a five-game lead 
in the NL East. Good job by your Mets finally getting a win today, Arnie. Just- I know. They've been crushing me. It's been destroying me. They went through. They lost every game to the Dodgers, but the last one, Mets have like a 5% chance of making the playoffs. It's killing me. Uh, by the way, to kind of show you how much of a sieve I can be sometimes, uh, yesterday, whenever I was hanging out with Bucky Brooks, second name drop here on Fox Sports Radio, wow. the Dodgers had just beaten the Mets. The Giants were trailing in the ninth inning. And I think that was the moment where I said, by the time this show is over, the Dodgers could only be a half game out of first because San Francisco yeah, didn't work was like losing that, to the ace. Nope. Nope. And now they're two and a half back. So much for my Dodgers. You know, the Padres might, might not even make the playoffs this year. They just fell out of the wild card standings because the Cincinnati Reds. Insane. The big red machine is back. Love right, them. Let's hit a couple of tweets Love before Sabo we get out of here. second base. Great job. Sabo was a third baseman. Already. Oh, was he? I thought um, he was second baseman. I, 99 point, someone in Cincinnati, correct me, 99.9% sure he like was a third goggles. baseman. Like the They were rec specs. They weren't goggles. They were rec specs. Sorry. I wore them in high school baseball. I saw Chris Sabo. I couldn't see. I was blind. This was I couldn't wear my contacts, so I had to wear rec specs. It was so embarrassing. A couple of quick tweets. Great job tonight, K Fig. Appreciate the updates. Uh, Calbert writes at that damn bear, Arnie. The Pac-12 playing late at night is great for you, so you can do your Arizona Wildcats update and do your grrr live grrr. on the It will start when we beat BYU, and that game is in Las Vegas. I wish I was going to that game. So, actually, I, I think your point that you were bringing up earlier, it was a pretty good one. I mean, is the Pac-12 playing at 10 o'clock at night great for all the college football dorks that say, oh, Pac-12 no. after dark. It's after no. dark. And no one else is watching it, right? You're, you're, you're people that cover this sport, and the diehard fans on the West Coast are watching it. The Midwest, the South, and the East Coast are probably either just passed out, hammered from the game, or long gone for those that cover the sport on the East Coast. So when you say play games earlier, Arnie, you're not trying to overcompensate like what Fox did playing games at 9 a.m. No, no, time. I don't want to do but it like that. But you've got some to normal have kick like, times. Yeah, 3.30, you have to go up against the SEC. That's that's just the way it's got to be. You can't keep having games. Uh, I mean, like the, the one of the first uh, Saturdays, it's Arizona, BYU, and Vegas, 10.30 at night for crying out loud. If you're watching the game regularly, it won't end until about 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning on the East Coast. Um, Matt checked in on our 17th game schedule conversation last hour. He writes, it won't necessarily be the case, guys. But if a team has the one seed locked up early and they sit their guys week 17 and now week 18, that would be almost a month off before the first playoff game. True. They may play them for a half or something like that, though. Seems guys would get rusty, something to think about. Yeah, I mean, and again, he's talking, okay, well, we get to week 17 and we're trying to do the math in my head with the bye week. We're 14 and two or 13 and three. And we've won our division. We'll play our backups. Well, that'll be two weeks. You won't play. And then that third week that you would be off because you get your bye before the playoff, your playoff game. It's a really good point. Hadn't thought of that. Uh, Sharon writes, I think Justin Fields just showed a true character in what he said about Andy Dalton. His tone of voice sounded sincere Justin knows he's going to be the QB one, but he defends a teammate. I gained a lot of respect from Justin for this. And if you're wondering what she's talking about, you you don't have to worry about listening at all to what Matt Nagy says, because it's just been an out and out disaster with everything that he's brought up. 
But Justin Fields was asked about the booing fans and chanting his name and and Andy Dalton, and here's what he said if you missed it. The fans are awesome getting me out there, but they also have to realize, you know, Andy's a human being too. Andy's out there on the field right now. So I really just think it's kind of disrespectful to Andy, you know, them cheering, cheering my name out like that. They have to, you know, trust in coach to, you know, make sure he's making the right decisions, you know, just cheer Andy on. Like there's no, that's not helping Andy uh, play better than cheering my name. That's that's not doing none of that. So my advice to them would be just cheer uh, for, for who's out there playing on the field. Yeah. There you yeah. go. My advice to you, Chris, is you just relax. It's not your show now. It's my show. Your time will come, but my it's my show right now. So My time will come. Um, yeah. Arik writes, <laughs> are the casinos going to give me my money back because the preseason doesn't count, Arnie? I'm out $173.82 with your three and nine picks. Well, why didn't you take the under like I told everybody to take the under in the first couple of weekends? <laughs> I don't hear any talk about that, huh? You didn't say that in your picks. You brought that up after Bernie told you on Friday night that the unders were like. No, I always say I started with the Hall of Fame game. I go, everybody's taking the under. You might as well just take the under in every game. Uh, Instagram, Mister writes: Miami will win the Super Bowl with Tua breaking every single season passing record. That's right. This take is courtesy of me smoking the Granddaddy Purple Weed strain. It tastes like grapes and smells like berries. I don't know anything about that. Every weed strain has a name. Bro, okay. do you have the honey bear? Honey bear, man. It tastes like honey. It'll have you rolling around like a bear. It's just everything. Did you have the Elvis? Oh, dude, the Elvis. It's the stuff that Elvis smoked before he died, right? I mean, everything <laughs> has a name to it, Arnie. So did you have the granddaddy purple weed before the show started? No, I, I didn't have that. What I had was I looked at Tua and how he dominated over the weekend. That's what I had too much of. And it said, yes, Super Bowl. And don't tell me you didn't like the way he looked. He, he's already done more in the in the preseason than he did all of last year. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it didn't take too terribly much, right? To be honest, because he was so bad in the Raiders game against a defense that finished like what, Robert, 30th in total defense last year that he got benched. And if it wasn't for Arden Key being a dope and grabbing the face mask of Ryan Fitzpatrick and Damon Arnett not realizing that, ever. that you're not supposed to cover the sideline but an actual receiver, who knows what would have happened. But but I'm here, season. For, I'm here for your excitement, Arnie. I want you to be pumped up for Tua because I can't wait for you to turn on him and act like this show tonight never happened. That's what I can't wait for. Uh, all right, we've got a few more tweets to get in here, but when we come back, it's what everyone Ugh. came for. It's real Arnie's picks. Real atrocious picks. picks no, next. real picks this time. Oh, yeah? College, right? By the time we get back on the air next week, the college games will have started. Now five games will be in the books. Idiot. All right, wow. they're ready to roll next on Fox Sports Radio. You are ignorant. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, it's our final segment here on Fox Sports Radio. So big thanks to Robert Garrett for hanging out with us tonight. He'll be... All over straight fire with Jason McIntyre this week. That's straight fire with Jason McIntyre. I think that's how you should say it, just, just my opinion. Uh, you can download that on every single podcast platform. And, of course, on the wheels of steel, as always, Bobo crushing it this evening 
even as his Cowboys crush him. Thanks to K-Fig for sitting in on updates tonight. He's always money. And the millions and millions of editors behind the scenes that help give us all the sound that we bring you because everything counts down to this moment. Everything leads up to this moment. That's We right. are headed towards week zero and the stinking genius is here with his picks. Take it away, Arnie Spanier. Give me a little music. Put me in the mood. I am done with the NFL preseason. I am done. It is O-V-E-R. Matter of fact, uh, I was looking at Vegas Insider, and they did not even put up the lines uh, for the NFL uh, week three of the preseason. Mm. There, a plank. Maybe trying to dig to see what they think teams are going to do. With uh, playing starters or not playing starters right. a little well, bit? I don't care. It doesn't matter to me because we got college football, my friend. That's so right. by the time we get back on, college football will have started with week zero. And it starts with Nebraska and Illinois. Uh, on any given Saturday, I probably wouldn't even watch that game. But the fact that it's the only good game of the first weekend, I'm all into it. Now, we know all the troubles Nebraska's had. Boy, Frost has not turned that program around at all. Um, Too many points here to go ahead and lay in this one. Playing up in Champaign and uh, in Illinois, and I have to go ahead and get seven points. I'm going to do that every time. Nebraska maybe wins the game. I'm not even sure about that because this is upset special number one. Oh, Illinois, I don't want the seven. I don't need the seven. I'm taking the seven. I'm all in on the Illini to beat the Nebraska. Uh, plus, I get seven points, so that's my first pick. I'm going to take UCLA and lay the 17 against Hawaii. I saw that the opening line was 11, and it jumped up to you know jumped up to 14. Now it's at 17, so a lot of money coming in at UCLA. I think they opened up the whole can of whoop ass on Hawaii in this first game. I'm all over the Bruins to turn out and have a great year. I'll lay the 17. I'm going to take UTEP. I'm taking the Miners laying nine on the road against New Mexico State. Big number here, but UTEP the much better team. And that leaves one other game, Connecticut and Fresno State. Fresno State opened up as a 25.5-point favorite, jumped to 27. That's a little too much, but I do like the over, 62.5. Think there'll be a lot of points scored in this one. So I'll take the over, 62.5, Connecticut and Fresno State. So there you have my picks. Do with them as you please. No longer strictly for entertainment purposes only. Oh. Let's go. Let's go. Clap, 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 clap. It clap. counts for real now. It's real time, Plank. I, I, I do like this now. So all of your picks before, irrelevant, right? Irrelevant. Now it counts. Even the NFL games for next Just year. like when you're getting in the playoffs, which you did in the regular season, means nothing. That's right. Wipe the slate clean. That's right. Unfortunately, that doesn't necessarily work for people that actually gambled real money. That's not my concern. Um, you do say now it's no longer strictly for entertainment purposes only. No, so no. Like it counts now. I would like to apologize to everyone who went with Arnie's guaranteed picks last week. Uh, this is when it really counts now. So everything is about to turn around. Spect- I, I sent you a picture, too. Yeah. So yeah. there's no baloney, no no problems. We have documentation. I don't want to hear from the listeners. Hey, you didn't pick this, you didn't pick that. No, no, you have proof of who I took. I don't want to hear any BS from you. Okay. I've, I'm just making sure that you're not leading fans down an incorrect path. I mean, 
You were one and six last week. So there's nobody better at picking games than me. That's why I've been hired at Fox Sports Radio. Because of I'm my gonna, expertise at picking games. Going to go out on a limb and uh, say that that is probably false. I'm here for a reason. I think you're entertaining. I don't think my it has picks, anything to do with it's your my picks. picks. It is. <laughs> it is. Trust me. I hate me. to burst your bubble, but I don't think it's your picks. Here is that schedule that Arnie talked about for next week. And I don't know how much we'll talk about it, but I am excited to see Nebraska, Illinois. Illinois went into. Uh, Went into Lincoln last week, or last year, and smoked Nebraska. That is a 1 Eastern, noon Central, little wake-and-bake special on the West Coast, 10 a.m. on Big Fox. Of the five games you get, only two are, I guess, on national networks because that Hawaii-UCLA game is 3.30 Eastern, and that's on ESPN. 12.30 for UCLA at like uh, 6 in the morning, 7 in the morning for Hawaii. <laughs> I know, right? Jeez. Uh, and then the CBS Sports Network has your UConn-Fresno State game and their Southern Utah-San Jose State game. I think UTEP New Mexico State may have the honor of not being televised. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think there's a football game that isn't televised. And then think about this, Arnie. Yeah. When we get back next Sunday night, when you and yes. I reconvene uh, in, I guess you could say, less Friday. than a week now, right? Oh, well, we're back together on Friday, too. Yeah. But whenever we're back here next Sunday night, we are diving into the first full week of the college football season oh. with games starting on Thursday, including oh. an Ohio State-Minnesota game on Thursday night. Ooh. You get the Friday night game that week. You get North Carolina and Vatek, not too shabby. And then tons of great matchups on that first Saturday of college football, that first full Saturday, including Miami, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson. It's going to be awesome. And we made it. We made it through the summer, Arnie. Wow. Let's go. Arnie and I will be in on Friday night for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. We hope you'll join us then. The legend Big Ben Maller is coming up next for Robert, for Bobo, for K-Fig. He's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. This is Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 